New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare, MyHealthPolicy.com. Hey, it's Jerry the King Lawler, and you're tuned in to the Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. I don't know why you are, but you are. Yo, man, I'm the, I'm the fucking, you want to talk to me, motherfucker? I'm the fucking button. I'm the boss. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Ooh, ooh, retard. Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Ooh, ooh, retard. Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Hey, what's up, everyone? April 2nd, 2018. We are less than one week away from WrestleMania 34. I am Don Tony, and he is, as always. Kevin Castle, what's up, DT? Not bad, not bad. I survived this April Fool's, and I actually did not try to fool anybody. Yeah, you didn't post any uh, craziness. No, you know, I still got that controversy from about 15 years ago when I actually claimed that someone was deceased when she wasn't. And we won't mention any names, but uh, it was just a real fucked up April Fool's joke. Wait a minute, that was was 15 years ago? Yeah, it was uh, 2003. Holy shit, I remember that. It it was uh, right after getting involved with XPW. That's right. Oh, my God. 15 years 15 ago. years wow. already, yeah. Speaking of um, history, I definitely want to just plug this week's This Week in Wrestling History. I did it earlier today, three fucking hours, because oh not only did I purposely try to find as much news and stuff that went on that had nothing to do with WrestleMania over, you know, in history, but I had to cover the WrestleManias too. And I ended up having to cover almost 20 WrestleManias, but it's got some really, really great shit on there. I'm a little concerned that WWE may try to, for the first time ever, pull a cease and desist because Mm. I played DX performing uh, America the Beautiful from WrestleMania 14. That has been blocked, banned everywhere. It's never never been on home video, DVD, digital. Every time people put it on YouTube, it gets taken down. I have to find my VHS tape from when I taped it that day because I got to put the national anthem on here. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so there's some great shit um, we'll get into later. And uh, Matarats is in the chat room. I said she was the April Fool's joke, not he. But nice yeah. try. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I want to shout out everybody listening live Just a reminder that this weekend, immediately after WrestleMania, same listening links that you hear this show and Wrestling Soup Live. Make sure to check out yours truly, Kevin Castle, Joey Numbers, Mish, and who knows who else. We'll be definitely getting into a WrestleMania recap live immediately after Mania. It will be available for everybody. Yeah, looking forward to it. Always a great show. Yeah, and if you sign up for our Patreon page this week, you could take part in the WrestleMania predictions contest. 
There is probably about 35 prizes there up for grabs. Each one is worth, you know, well over 100 bucks. There's even uh, autographed uh, prizes involving Eddie Guerrero, Owen Hart. I might even put one up that involves Macho Man. I'm not sure yet, but I want to shout out Andy Lou, Yvonne Axel, John, Ryan Kistner, Dominic Togo, Russell Wendell, Montez, Cecily, Ryan Horan, and JTP. Some are new, some are returning on Patreon. Welcome aboard. And for those who left us this past month, I uh, hope you could come back soon. Especially now, WrestleMania, come back now. Yeah, you know, I I mentioned (laughs) this. Come back tomorrow. I mentioned this on This Week in Wrestling History. You know, if you even sign up just to take part in a contest, it's not like, fuck, I have a one in 10,000 chance of winning. There's only about four to 500 members there. So and and even with that, less than half take part in the contest. So you have your odds are, your odds are very good. Yeah. Yes, they are. And believe me, when you sign up there, I mean, we didn't even get into the exclusive shows that are there, which is awesome. But oh. give it a shot. You know, you'll support us, help us keep the bills paid, the lights on, and you know, we we obviously have a lot of fun over there. And uh, you know, but um, tonight's episode here, we're going to get into WrestleMania predictions. Um, and honestly, we're probably, in fact, I know that we are, we're going to include John Cena versus Undertaker because that's happening. They're not going to cock tease it literally up until days before WrestleMania and then he shows up. I mean, we'll probably see Cena sitting at ringside or something like that. And then Undertaker's musical hit, he'll come out and they'll probably just have a brawl. It may not even be a match. Yeah, it's true. You're Might right. just be a brawl. Be could be like an attack, and then they just, you know, they get a referee, they ring the bell, and they fight outside. Who knows? Yeah. And you know what? That's probably the best way to use them. I think so. I think the, the um, and giving some props to another podcast who said the, the storyline is in the in the silence of the whole thing from the taker not saying anything. I agree with that. Well, I, I don't know whose podcast it is, and I don't I don't want you to say anything because no, I don't because no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want that person to think I'm taking a cheap shot because I have no idea what we're talking about. Oh no no, but, but I'm saying I don't want to I don't want to coin a phrase that's not mine, but that's a good uh, phrase. Well, I was going to say that pretty much. Any, you know, just any person out there could could say that. I mean, you know, he's the the more he's you know, si- me, DT, I, I like taglines. I like mottos. I'm a promoter. I like well, <laughs> I like shit like that. I compare it to like you're talking to a chick, you're getting along and then she don't call you for two or three days. And the more she's silent, the more you want to, you know, get with her and bang the shit out of her. I mean, John Cena is going to show up in Mania and you're going to have 100,000 people go crazy. I mean, you know, no offense, but any retard out there could fucking figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> no, the silence and and, and being uh, ditched by a date is more humiliation than yeah. anything else. Silence is deafening. You know, the the, silence is deafening. The, in that the, one. the less he speaks, the, what what would I say? His his silence speaks volumes. Exactly, but the the whole point is, I'm glad the the, the bottom line is he. I'm glad he. We're all glad he did not come out. I mean, us. No, you know, I, I, I wanted him to come out. I wanted no, him. I didn't want him to. I didn't want. I didn't want him to. I th- I think just let's see what he looks like. What image he's coming out as. I think it would have ruined it. DT, you don't think it would have ruined it? I would have been happy with a bong. Just a bong? Just a gong. And and we've seen him working out. I don't think he's going to come out with any fake cane mask or nothing. Undertaker with a bong? Just a gong. Just one okay. bong. You know, that's it. Nothing. Or no, even what, a, about a re- what about a rev of the motorcycle? What if it's not the, the G- bong because it's not the dead man? Jesus, they could have paid fucking Julio, the janitor in the back, to say, Hey, Julio, do me a favor. When you hear John Cena say this magic word, Undertaker, I, I just want you to turn the lights on and off in the building. You know, up. 
down. Just do it three times. <laughs> and then he flicks the lights on and off three times, and everybody has a fucking orgasm. Holy shit! It's, it's, a, it's a sign! It's a response! He's coming! And all it is is Julio in the back flicking the lights three times. But, DT, what about the pandering John Cena was doing to the fans? Come on. Oh, uh, you want to know something? What? I, I I had no problem with that because you're really? getting you're, you're getting the fans excited. Like everybody, speak up! I mean, loud, louder, louder! It's kind of no, like no, no, when, no. Put you know, uh, you know, knock uh, you know, kiss and knock up to Nakamura, Elias, like well, naming the guys that you know you get a pop from. I don't know. I didn't care for I, the pandering that made me nauseous today. Was the pandering that was done for I don't I I you know we had angry Miz girl I am now calling her angry Steph girl <laughs> I, I mean oh. that's really what it is I mean Ronda Rousey looks like angry Miz girl after puberty I mean she just has this this face on her and you know and look yeah. any new listeners please. Don't think it's a Ronda Rousey ship brigade here because I've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks, and Kev has been saying it also, give her more time. Give her give her a chance. This is an ad. I'm a little concerned because, like, I used this, the, the, the example in the past. You could have the greatest fucking athlete in the world perform in a movie and bomb tremendously. Ronda Rousey is a badass motherfucker, kick-ass ultimate fighter, MMA fighter, but now she has to perform. She has to choreograph. She has to cut promos. She has to do this. And, you know, she talks in this monotonous tone, and tonight's promo, that whole thing in the ring, mm -hmm. it was an infomercial that was pandering for Ronda Rousey. Triple yeah. H, I mean, you know, look, it was psych it was psychology 101. He says to the crowd, you know, for all of you out there that like to do the Ronda Rousey chance, so because he's playing heel, what did everybody do? Ronda Rousey. Yeah, so he, yeah. he threw the chum and they bit it and then they swallowed the fucking hook. When Stephanie did it, and then Kurt Angle, she's the greatest here. She, this is an ad, fucking greatest signing ever. They're making it sound like the fucking, the, the perfect woman. By the way, her new name is Ronda Rowdy. Yeah, Ronda Rowdy. <laughs> and yeah, Angle, Angle tripped up. I knew it. I called it. I said he's going he's gonna to flub one line, at least. They, they threw uh, bait out there. The fans ate it up, which they were supposed to. I yeah. mean, you know, look, putting Ronda Rousey aside for a minute, Triple H and Stephanie, and I said this well over a month ago, that mm -hmm. they are the ring generals here, both on the mic and in the ring. They are directing it. You want to get the crowd behind Ronda Rousey? Just make Triple H or Stephanie McMahon say something negative to the crowd, like all you people out there that like to chant Ronda Rousey. And then what everybody do? Monday, 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 Monday. Yeah. Where Stephanie can't get away with it is when she does these ridiculous interviews, like the one we said last week, where she says, you know, Ronda connects with the crowd with the, with her promos and this is an ad. And the fucking people out there, they just sit there and they're just, you know, I know it happens. You got, I don't want to single out any websites or podcast, but right. you have Stephanie throwing out all this crazy, ridiculously dumb stuff that doesn't make sense. And they keep quiet, but in their brain, you know what they're hearing? They're not hearing her say, Ronda Rousey really connects with the crowd. And said, what they hear in their brain as Stephanie is saying it is, oh, <laughs> we got Stephanie on the show. Oh, I can't wait to see all the likes we get on YouTube. Oh, my God, are we going to get all these things on Facebook? It's like these Matarazzas on Solo Monsters page and others. They go up there. What did they say today? What did that oh, idiot man. say today on this page with all due respect? Never anything personal, people. What does the guy say? 
Andre the Giant was overrated. There, I said it. There, I said it. And then I, I went up there. I said, do you people out there realize when you rip Andre and you rip this person, you rip that one, they never bothered to research that Andre the Giant wrestled for two decades before WrestleMania three. They right. base everything from age 35 and above. So imagine, look, look at this great phenomenon now, Kevin, in baseball. His name is Ichiro. <laughs> I mean, exactly. you can't turn around and evaluate someone's career because you saw it from age 37 and above. You know what I mean? And this is what happens over and over and over again online. And the sad part about it is, is that you, I, and everybody else listening, we're all intelligent here. We know read between the lines. Brock Lesnar tonight, Brock Lesnar helped Roman Reigns get cheered because did, Brock yeah. Lesnar does the pussy move. He rolls out. Well, and, and, Heyman, and Heyman too. Heyman. Yeah, that's what their job is. Their yeah. job tonight was to act like pussies especially Brock Lesnar, and get Roman Reigns moreover. So mm -hmm. the question is, was the crowd cheering Roman Reigns or were they cheering because Brock Lesnar was being the pussy? You know, the fans got enamored. We want to see them fight. Let them yeah. fight. Let them fight. I mean, Roman Reigns was like Jesus Christ tonight, part in the waters. I mean, he you was. Had, and when, I, I, I like that. I, I like that, by the way, the way. And I thought that's how it was going to go. Him saying you guys are protecting him, like, you know, the part time thing. But I thought when Heyman says no one in that locker room means anything to Brock, that I thought right there they were just going to part. Well, but, yeah, I mean, that was cool. There wasn't. Listen, there were the, the, the lower mid card guys there. There wasn't any top names there, but they except for Cesaro and uh, Sheamus. But it, it was kind of cool the way they did that. You know, they kind of probably did it in a grander fashion. But uh, the crowd was hot and cold tonight. Would you say that at least? Yeah, CT? my problem, yeah. and I'm a stickler to detail. I mean, if, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just so into detail. I, I honestly, if I work for WWE, I'd probably get fired in 10 minutes because like, <laughs> this, this motherfucker, I mean, he sees every little thing that's wrong with it. In storyline, stupidity, you have the whole night, Kurt Angle saying to Roman Reigns, please don't ruin the main event for WrestleMania. Please don't do this. Please don't do that. I'll do whatever I want, you son of a bitch. Go back to the hot <laughs> shop where you sold you gold medals. So now what happens? Half the locker room that Kurt Angle said, go out there and prevent them to. And all Roman Reigns says is one fucking sentence. You're going to let that part-time bastard do that? And they fucking part the ways. Where is Kurt Angle on the mic? Hey, I told all of you, keep them separated. What's exactly. he doing? He's taking a shit? I mean, where was Kurt Angle at the end of that? The whole Raw is Kurt Angle trying to prevent these two, and then fucking Roman Reigns says one sentence, and they part the waters, and where's Kurt Angle? That's true. Where you know what I mean? That's so point, yeah. I, I, I just, I'm a stickler to detail. I mean, I, I, again, I know wrestling, you know, it's supposed to be simple, and we're not supposed to overthink it and this, this, and that, but I got news for you, and this, and this is an opinion show. Okay. Kev's opinions, my opinions, everybody listening's opinions. We respect each other. We may yeah. not agree with each other's opinions, but we respect each other. And my honest opinion, the crowd tonight, one week, two weeks at the most with this storyline, it is not going to help it one iota when you realize that everybody that is going on Sunday, for the most part, dipped into their fucking savings and yeah. dropped a boatload of money for mania plane tickets, hotels, restaurants, maybe a couple of hookers, bars, this, this, and that. They're Basically, going, it's, it could be their, their once-a-year vacation. That's their once-a-year yeah. vacation. And yeah. 
the people that are dropping that kind of coin this weekend are going to be the hardcore of the hardcore as far as wrestling fans go. You know, you might have, to, you know, seven-year-old Mikey there that maybe, you know, is, an, uh, is a, you know, grad, but I trust me. I mean, Daddy Julio and, you know, Mother Lisa, I mean, they're the ones that are probably the, the big-time wrestling fans. I'm sorry. Even if I live five minutes away from the arena, if I had a kid and my, my kid is like, Danny, I want to go to WrestleMania this weekend. And then I realized I got to blow fucking $3,000 just to go it's a lot of money you know it's a lot of money i'm just turning around and make an excuse why i can't bring my kid so the people there for the most part the loudest ones you could tell who spent the most by the loudness and how many times they lift up their arms like they got fucking seizures or something because they want to get on camera so bad i spent seven thousand dollars god damn it so when daniel bryan's in that ring i'm not only gonna point to this guy and go yes i'm gonna do it to the point where i dislocate my shoulders yes 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 you know, every little move, they're going to over-exaggerate because they got to get on camera. And people will start crying just to get on camera. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are emotional moments. I mean, but oh, some people overdo it just to get on camera. Yeah, no, I thought, like I said, it, it was the, you know, they call it the go-home show. At some points, people like it was the go-to-sleep or go-watch-something-else show. I agree. There were spots that were really boring. The Braun Strowman thing with the coming out. By the way, he looked a lot like Big Dick Dudley. I agree. <laughs> Don't you, Don Tony? Yeah, yeah, When he yeah, came yeah. out with it. Brain Strowman. I get it. Listen, they're humanizing Braun Strowman. DT, were you the one saying not a good idea to humanize him too much? Well, or? I didn't like the Christmas stuff because yeah. it was a little corny. But you know what? I see over the weekend, you know, he's, you know, shaking hands with a little girl that just absolutely idolizes him. There's nothing wrong with having a little bit of a human element with Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman has clicked because Braun Strowman now is the, you know, the likable giant. You know, like you say something dumb like uh, Brian Myers, you get thrown through a wall. But if you're a little kid, you're a fan of ringside, maybe not on camera, but he'll give you a high five or something. So there's nothing wrong with him being a likable, friendly giant. And that's basically what they're doing. Don't mess with him, but he is a likable, friendly giant. He's not going to be, uh, you know, this this uh you know everybody i'm not finished with you you know it's he's he's still gonna do that but he's gonna be likable as well and you could see the signs when he was doing the stuff with elias and the yeah true that's that's a a good point you know i i like it it's it's a it's a, a different element to braun Strowman, and i have no problem with it and it'll help keep them a lot more over with the cross section of fans from kids to women to, you know, teenagers and, and grown men. You know? yeah. And so uh, that's that's what they really need to do with him. And by the way, DT, clearly this tonight was just a little gimmicky thing with Brain Strowman. He's going to have a partner at WrestleMania. And I guess we'll get into that with predictions later, right? Yeah. There's a, the rumors of Rey Mysterio are really starting to heat up. I mean, yeah. it, look, he tore his bicep a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, I read uh, and saw an interview where he said, "Look, I I elected not to get surgery, and I should be behind. Be I should be fine the following month, but it's a complete tear." And yeah. you know, this this is a perfect example where you know when you read something like that, spend fucking five minutes on WebMD. And fucking understand what a total bicep tear is. When someone says, I tore it off the bone completely, but I elected not to do surgery, and I'll be fine next month. I mean, there's something missing from that statement. You know, I had the torn bicep and the torn rotator cuff, and it fucking took 
t- it took 10 months for me to fucking lift a, a bag with like milk and stuff without it hurt. Were you in constant were you in constant pain though? I was in constant pain before the surgery, but the day after the surgery I felt great. I really did, but you had to be very, very careful. And now you're dealing with a guy that's in a ring that also has to put his opponent's life in his hands that he can't screw up. And, you know, I mean, granted, Rey Mysterio doesn't do power moves. But, right. you know, you you do a simple body slam and you scoop someone up and your right arm fucking has no strength to it. You, know, you could accidentally drop someone on the head. Well, what about the, even doing the 619? He's got to catapult himself in a swing-around motion. Isn't he utilizing his uh, rotator cuffs for that? Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's his, that's his signature move. Right. You so know, If he doesn't uh, do that, then what's the point? Well, the, you know, the rumors are rampant about Big Show, too, so it's pretty much Big Show and Mysterio is what we're looking at here. Yeah, I mean, Big Show, mm-hmm. the rumor going around is that uh, he signed a multi-year extension with WWE, yeah. that he's not going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, a lot of people are trying to... Pl- you know, interpret that, that, oh, his career is not just done yet. Look, for the most part, Big Show's full-time career is over. I mean, right. he's still got a part-time career. He'll still do matches and appearances, and it'll help people get over. But even though I'm a fan of Big Show's, I don't want to see him no. as the WrestleMania opponent. I think it's got to be somebody smaller. And I'm not convinced that Braun Strowman is going to be a tag champion at the end of this pay-per-view. So if Ray does come back and eats a pin, you know, no harm done. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on, on the, in that aspect. And that's true, DT, what you were saying, because I saw a lot of people today kind of wooing and ah, and oh, my God, he's not going to retire. He's going to be on TV for the next couple of years. No, it's a contract that he's going to be with the company, right, DT? Yeah, not as an be in-ring an, performer. It's going to be a little right? of everything. Ambassador. A little bit of everything, right. Yeah, it's going to be a little of everything. And I do agree with a lot of people in the chat room. I would love for it to be Neville. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you also think about it, does that necessarily make sense? Uh, not really. No, no doesn't it, it doesn't. Sense. I mean, it, I think people are saying that more because they want to see Neville back, not necessarily because it makes an ideal fit for Braun Strowman. Yeah, I, I mean, Elias is another one, but I think Elias is just going to be in the battle royale. But there's rumors that The Rock is going to do something, and he might do it with Elias. That's another rumor that's going yeah, around. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I just, I don't know, man. I mean, after Raw 25, not even a fucking taped video segment from The Rock <laughs> celebrating yeah. 25 years. I mean, I was shocked, and I said this a couple of times on this show. I was shocked at the amount of websites and podcasts because they're enamored with The Rock, because they fucking, uh, you know, shoot their load three times if The Rock ever liked the tweet that they b- wrote. Oh, or, I mean, God forbid, holy <laughs> shit, you fucking rock. The Rock liked my tweet. They'll fucking make it their poster, their wallpaper. It'll be tattooed to their arm. It'll be done for their fucking cell phone thing. But, <sighs> you know, people gave him a pass. And I just don't understand after 25 years, you know, how WWE does not even have a recorded two minutes from The Rock giving props for Raw 25th anniversary. And just that that was a sign to me that I'm not saying that they're on opposite ends or they're having dissension, but it just said to me that their relationship is not as strong as we all think it is, because, again, you, Raw 25, I mean, the biggest uh, Raw that they had publicized, two event, venues, you know, $1,000 tickets, and you don't even have The Rock cut a promo for two minutes. No, I agree with you. I, I mean, it, I think The Rock will be there, though. I think he will. And if he does something with Elias, it's a good rub for Elias. Before everyone goes, oh, he's going to squash Elias. It, uh, Rock is one of the biggest movie stars in the world. If Elias even gets to do a little segment yeah. with him. 
it's it's a big rub on Elias. It's no, there is no shame in losing anything to The Rock at yeah. all. Yeah, and it, you know, for a few slow people in the chat room, um, The Rock shooting movies. Let me say this again, very very slow. They didn't even have a pre-recorded two-minute segment. It could have been from his fucking trailer. It could have been from a fucking bathroom. With all of these fucking videos that WWE does now where the wrestlers use their own iPhones to shoot videos, I'm going to challenge you at the Mixed Match Challenge. Rock could have took his regular fucking cell cell phone, turn that some bitch sideways, and shoot a two-minute video giving props to WWE and air it on television. Easily. There's no excuse. So I'm, I'm a little skeptical about the Rock appearing. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. Actually, we sticking to the big show. Uh, been announced that he's going to be inducting Mark Henry into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I actually I got three of them right the last two weeks. I said Jimmy Hart would induct Hillbilly Jim. That's big, right. Big show for Mark Henry and the Road Dog for Jeff Jarrett. Yes, and Molly Holly for uh, Ivory. Ivory. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, and by the way, I might as well just let everyone know. Um, you know, we were all wondering why uh, they went with Paul Heyman inducting Goldberg instead of mm-hmm. Eric Bischoff. Strange and choice, someone yeah. someone was very smart when interviewing Paul Heyman hype up WrestleMania. They asked him, how come you're inducting Goldberg? And Paul Heyman basically said, because he asked me. Oh, he did. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Goldberg requested um, Paul Heyman. And I'm, I find that very interesting. Yeah. The, the the bridges that Goldberg uh the well I should say it like this, the bridges that Triple H mended for Goldberg. Obviously Vince is not gonna induct Goldberg. No. Um maybe not necessarily Triple H, but nobody, you know, for for the most part, uh, Paul Heyman had some involvement because of the Brock Lesnar Goldberg match, but yeah. uh, I mean look, I would have Paul Heyman fucking dictate my funeral you know i mean seriously i would have him MC my funeral if i had the opportunity to so, well i think it's 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 also you think goldberg's no fool he knows that's a pretty good rub getting the crowd up and everyone's going to be hanging on every word Heyman says one of the best talkers in the history of the business introducing him i think it's a pretty good pr move for absolutely uh, for uh, goldberg he's not a dumb he's not a stupid man yeah i'm just surprised when you look at WWE from, you know, the roster to mm-hmm. personnel that, uh, you know, the, nobody else was was brought up, you know. It's not like I heard Goldberg say, you know, I really wanted, you know, this person or that person, but, you know, they, they were unable to do it for, you know, for just business, you know, just reasons like Triple H is going to be busy, you know. Right. I mean, I know that's probably not the right thing for him to say anyway, but you know the the interviews that I've read and the and the transcripts, it makes it sound like Paul Heyman was his first choice. Yeah, and but you know it's funny. We all you know associate people when we say a certain name. We say this one. We think that partnership, Road Dog, Jeff Jarrett. You think of different things when you really think of Goldberg and even going to WCW. Who was his boy? Who was his partner? Who was he known to hang with? Who? Put him over a lot. Who was a, a, a intricate? Who had a a real effect on his career? And to me, it was a no brainer that it was Eric Bischoff. That's the only guy I can think of. I could. I can't think of anybody else. I could have been fine with Diamond Dallas Page because he's uh, a great speaker. Yeah, maybe him, maybe Dallas. And but I can't really. He wasn't really down with the NWO crew. He wasn't really boys with Sting. Uh, you don't really. You, you really can't. I mean, if you're a real, you know, a fan, a real historian. 
who was Goldberg affiliated with? Did Goldberg even team up with anybody? Was he? Who did he hang out with? He was kind of a loner, kind of almost in an Ultimate Warrior kind of way. When yeah, you think about it, DJ, yeah. right? And, and yeah. yeah, and shout out to Jamie in the chat. I know it's not the reason, but I, I think we'll definitely hear at least one joke. Uh, mm-hmm. Goldberg and Paul Heyman. What do they have in common? Also, they're both Jewish. That's true, too. So something tells me Paul Heyman will make a Jewish joke somewhere in there. Probably, yeah, probably knowing him. Yeah, Yeah, and there's no malice to it at all. Of course not, of course not. And by the way, DT, uh, we all know now it's been confirmed, WrestleMania will be 19 hours long. Yeah, you know, I I was surprised that people were all, like, shocked about that. You and I have been saying this for months God. That it was going to be probably seven hours, maybe even a little yep. bit more. I mean, I don't know why people thought, it, you know, this ain't like the, the wrestling classic from 1985 where we're going to have 14 yeah. matches and five of, them, five of them are going to end in two minutes. You yeah. know, you just look at logistics and entrance themes and, you know, you could have a performance here and there. And yeah, it's going to be seven hours at least. And I saw they also announced today that there will be pyro at WrestleMania. But I, I mean, I didn't think they were going to skimp on WrestleMania. I just thought it was funny that breaking news and certain sites were putting there will be pyro at WrestleMania. Oh my god, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, shout out to Mish because yeah. uh, Mish, I know, will be taking massive amounts of notes. I will be taking some notes, but for the most part, I'm going to just take notes of things that stand out to me during the night i'm not writing up full recaps like that's ridiculous no i can't i mean you know it's it's better it's bad enough that i'm gonna have my girl here and then i have to make her and go through seven hours but keep in mind that the recap that we do is probably going to be another two hours so when you actually think about it this is going to be nine to ten hours straight of wrestling stuff and then after it's done I have to start working on the predictions contest to add up points and see who wins over there. So this might be like a 12, 13-hour nonstop thing. And then, of course, we have the, the, sh- the show on Monday night. Yeah, the, the show the, on we- Monday, sure. So yeah. it's it's going to be overloaded. But, uh, look, it's once a year. And, exactly. um, yeah, I think in the end, it's going to be a little bit for everybody. I don't think it's going to be considered one of the worst WrestleManias of all time. I think, you know, I'm curious to see what our predictions are a little bit later. But uh, I think in the end, I think we'll be, look, one thing is for sure, the recap show is going to be fucking phenomenal. Oh, definitely. The recap show last year was phenomenal, the one before that. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it's a big it's a big week for wrestling podcasters. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that yeah. way. It's a, big week. it's a big week for wrestling fans in general. Absolutely. And uh, congratulations go out to the Miz and Maris. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are the proud new parents of a baby girl, Monroe Sky. That's a great name, by the way. I like it. I, I like, like it. it. Too, yeah. And, you know, I got to tell you, man, Miz, had, I mean, we all knew that Miz was great on the mic already. Um, I mean, arguably top three of best promo cutters for wrestling in the last maybe three years. I'm not counting CM Punk because he's been gone. Oh, I would uh, say, yeah, modern day. Yeah, he's one of the best. Sure. Yeah, but I absolutely loved his commentary today. I mean, yes, he was being more human, you know, as far as like real emotion and talking about his kid. And, you know, he, he sounded like Mike Mizanin. He didn't sound like the Miz in a lot of ways. Um, that what he wouldn't have that type of commentary on a weekly basis, but between the match in the ring and his commentating tonight, that was uh, one of the most fun 10 yeah. minutes of me watching just regular Monday Night Raw in a very long time. 
It was funny. And uh, shout out to my brother, John Draper, who said, Miz is clearly trying to put his daughter over. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, I, I would have no, I mean, no, it, it, it was He was being funny about oh, it. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Sure. Yeah. But uh, I agree. Yeah. And speaking of daughters, we're going to talk. We're going to have a nice little debate in a minute. I want to just shout out Andre Corbeil. You know, good friend of the show. He and I absolutely despised each other for 10 years because we were on opposite ends as far as TNA, uh, you know, opinion and stuff like that. Now, absolutely cool. And he launched a website not too long ago, wrestlingwithwrestling.com. You know, articles, com, uh, comments, blogs, you know, just YouTube segments, clips, podcasts. I want every single person out there listening even if you just do it five minutes and never do it again, just please, doesn't cost you anything, go to www.wrestlingwithwrestling.com and just go check it out. Yeah, you know, actually, he, Andre's he, good. Yeah, he's a good, he's a good guy. He's always propping our stuff and everything, and he's become a, a friend of mine and yours and the shows. Yeah, yeah. he's he's awesome. And um, I still fucking love the appearance. I, you know what I loved? I went on his podcast, what, a year and a half ago? We talked oh, wrestling yeah. and oh. stuff. And a year and a half ago, it might have even been longer than that, I told him, I said... Just pay attention to California with President Trump. California is going to fucking do all this radical shit, and they're going to almost to the point where they're going to want to be their own separate country. And if anybody yeah. follows politics, you see what's going on with California. I mean, look, they were all fucked up before even Trump got it put into office. But I, I said, pay attention to California. They're going to be the biggest crutch as far as anywhere in the United States with Trump. No, you're absolutely right, and that came true. Yeah. Uh, now, just to go back and forth a little bit, let's have a little discussion. It's a pretty big story. Uh, I was fascinated with the uh, difference in opinions online. Fascinated. I purposely did not say one blurb about it, not one comment, save it for the show. And for people that don't know what I'm talking about, the video was all over the place online. I'll just paint the picture for everybody. Yeah. There was a, a wrestling event in California, which ironically, California. Mm -hmm. um, it was a co-promoted event with Impact Wrestling and Big Time Wrestling. And there was a, a big incident that went down and the footage is there. And, and basically what had happened was there was a parent standing at ringside. You know, it was a small indie event. A couple right. hundred people at most, 200 people, I would say, two to 300 maybe. You know, Alberto El Patron was on there, Eddie right. Edwards, James Ellsworth was on there. So they, they were, you know, pretty big names on the card. So anyway, long story short, there is a wrestler by the name of Devin Danger. And I know 99% of you out there never even heard of him, don't know who he is, and that's not I, a knock I, didn't, I didn't know either until I saw it. No, I didn't know who he was either. either. It looks like he was coming out for a tag team match with another wrestler, and the heels. Right. So basically, just to summarize what happened, there was a little girl uh, standing um, right next to the entranceway where the wrestlers come out. The girl must have been, what, six years old, would you say? Maybe uh, eight? like that. Uh, between six and ten, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I, I'd say you know maybe around eight. But um, dude, I'll be honest with you. Today's day and age, I little kids you can't tell sometimes. You know. Yeah. What I mean? Well, she was a little kid. I mean, she was a she was a she was a child. Yeah, she was a child. So you know, look, wrestling events. You got children. You know, you you, you can do heelish things, and you could you know 
do things that, you know, for, for an adult fan, they won't even, you know, go along with it. But for kids, they really eat it up. And, and for an example is you'll have like a, a wrestler want to do a high five, you know, with a, with a wrestler, yeah. with a kid. And the kid goes to high five and they go, ah, psych. And, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened was Devin Danger is walking down the rampway and he's chewing gum. So here's this little girl. She's with her father. Father was, I would say, maybe mid-20s, I guess what you would call it, and maybe upper 20s at the most. And, you know, the, this wrestler, Devin Danger, goes to give the girl a high five. And the little girl falls for it. She goes to give him a high five, and he psychs her out. But right. then he spits out his gum. Ugh. And, you know, in hindsight and really looking at this closely, I don't think in any way, shape, or form was he intending on hitting her with the gum. I think he was just trying to spit it in that direction. But, you know, just out of (sighs) luck, he fucking nailed her with this gum. Spit right. It it, it hit her with the gum. And I don't don't know if it hit her in the face, but he nailed her with that gum. So after he spits the gum, he proceeded to walk to the ring and the father just charges him and starts wailing punches on this guy. Yeah, yeah. Really, really laying it into him. So security pulls the fan off of him. I think they ejected him. I'm not sure about the ejection. I would think I would think so, DT. Yeah. Well, you know, the end result is, is that Devin Danger went on Twitter almost immediately, apologized to the little girl, apologized to the father. He said that it wasn't his intention to hit her with the gum. It was an accident. And he even talked to the little girl and the father after the event ended, that they would just talk very privately. He was very apologetic. And the the, the father accepted his apology. Now, my question to you, is you saw the footage, you saw what he did, and you saw the father's response. If you were that father, would you have done the same thing? I mean, I guess, you know, what is the, the adrenaline, the, the first reactions, and sometimes it's not the, always the rational reaction, DT? No, well, think about it now. I mean, just... No, 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 I'm ta- no that's what I'm telling you. Uh, you know, like, when cooler heads prevail and you take a step back and you're thinking about what he just spit in my child's face, and you got, DT, what about people next to them amping them up or say, you know, God knows what people are saying or whatever. Did you see what he just did? Blah, blah. You don't really know. Like, the adrenaline's going and it's crazy. And you're right, it's not a big crowd or anything. It is his daughter... He's being a father, being protective. I don't think that that wrestler spit in the face intentionally, DT. I don't think so right, at all. Right, but in hindsight, it, you know, would you have done that? Attacked him? Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, it, there's no wrong answer. I mean, I'm just... No, 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 it's not. No, I'm, uh, you know, first of all, I don't have kids. So say my, all right, maybe it's my my niece. I have a niece. I have a young niece. My youngest brother has a daughter. Uh, I, I probably would have, yeah, I maybe, I would probably say Probably. But I don't know. Maybe I, I wouldn't have done that because, you know, I don't want to do that in front of the kid. I don't know. You know, I guess, you have, DT, it's one of those things that you have to be in it to say what you're actually yeah. going to do. Well, I, what would I, you do? My honest opinion, I watched the footage. I believe Devin Danger completely that he didn't intentionally try to spit in the right. face. I agree with you. Right. Um, unfortunately, though, you know, even, uh, you know, spitting in the direction of a, of a little child like that, Especially right. in today's day and age, I think it's a no-no. 
Um, you know, look, in the past, you'd have fans spitting on wrestlers. You even have, you would have kids spitting on wrestlers, giving them the middle finger, throwing stuff at them. But DT, we would see that go on in the garden back in the early, the late seventies, early eighties. We saw shit like that happen. Absolutely. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it a bunch of times. I absolutely. But after watching everything and taking a step back and thinking about it, even if I had, 60 seconds or a minute or five minutes to wait for him to start walking to the back to think about it, let it sink in. I, I still would have the same conclusion. I would have beat the fuck out of Devin danger as much as I possibly could. You spit in my kid's face, whether you intended to hit him or not a little fucking child spitting now. I mean, and you're spitting gum. You know what? I would have beat the fuck out of Devin Danger. I wouldn't even hesitate. I wouldn't care if I got arrested. You know, I saw people trying to compare it. Or what if he killed the dog? Or what if he got... It, you, that's, killed the dog. It, it just... I The responses that I read with stuff like that, I'm like, are you a fucking moron, asshole, retard? What the fuck does killing a dog have to that's do not, with... I was just going to say, what the fuck does that have to do with that? I, I would... Honestly... I just, I don't know. I'm me. I just think about it. If it would have been my mother and he spit yeah. gum in my mother's face, I would still beat the fuck out of that motherfucker. Don't you spit in my fucking face. I could see if my, if I had an eight year old son or an eight year old daughter and right. they threw something at the, at the wrestler or did something stupid, provoked it, provoked, provoked it, it right, or yeah. just, then I would have said, ah, you learned your lesson. You're not supposed to slap the wrestler. Like a little kid, what do they do? They slap the wrestler, you know, not intentionally. Sometimes you see a kid grab a girl's tit. Didn't they do that with Becky Lynch or Alexa oh, look, Bliss? Look, the kid who slapped uh, Alexa Bliss's ass. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, look, if if a little kid grabbed Alexa Bliss's ass and she just by instinct turned around and fucking pushed the kid back or something like that, if I was the father of that kid, I would turn around and say, uh, did you learn your lesson? You're not supposed to touch other people. You're not supposed to do that. But <laughs> give him a high five. Back. Yeah, and it's and and that was the thing. Devin Danger uh, oh, went man. to give her a high five. She didn't right. do anything. So honestly, in hindsight, um, I, I want to make this clear. Right. I am totally in support of Devin Danger for doing the right thing after. It wasn't you're, that- yeah, And you're not condoning attacking a wrestler. No, a no. Show, right? No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, because, I mean, I'm, listen, we're an un-PC show, me, me and you, DT. We don't do that. But like I said, let's, because we sometimes are not clear with what we're saying to people. No. Like, yeah, beat the fuck up being a man and you got to stick up and protect your people you're with, your daughter, your kid. But you're not condoning attacking no, a wrestler. No, no, not wrestler. at all. all right. Yeah, See, exactly. I've told this story at least a dozen times over the years, but when I was doing managing for USA Pro Wrestling, you know, and they did it for other feds too, but when I was doing it for USA Pro Wrestling, Frank Goodman, Mass Maniac, gave me the opportunity one night to have some real fun with the crowd. And what I used to do is I used to bring cannolis for all of the fans sitting at ringside. And that was actually all, all sparked because of a TNA, you know, wrestler of female who used to live in Brooklyn and she, you know, loved cannolis from Chirco. So I brought a tray of cannolis and then I came up with the idea of bringing it for fans. So th- th- what I did for months is I would bring cannolis out for the crowd. Crowd. And then after I passed them around, I would be left with empty trays and I would use them as weapons. So I would give it to the person imagining and use it as weapons. But then ultimately, like Low Life Louie and others, they would, you know, bash me over the head with chairs and stuff like that, <laughs> knock me out, and people would laugh. Ah, you suck. You're green. What are you even on the show? You blah, 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 blah. And I would be like, 
wow, I give everybody free fucking heroes and free cannolis, and this is how you 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 treat me? You laugh at me and this and that. So it was the Chris Candido Memorial Show, the second annual That's memorial right. show. Yeah. And so it it they had like twelve hundred fans there. So I decided I'm going balls out with this. I went to the store and I bought 12 boxes of X-Lax and I passed around the cannolis, gave it around to everybody at ringside. And then after that, I remember I got chair bats from Low Life Louie again. Fans are laughing and this and that. And then right before intermission, he lets me go to the ring. I get on the microphone in the center of the ring all by myself. I look at the crowd. I say to the crowd, you know, you laugh at me. You treat me like garbage. And, and I give you free cannolis and this and that. Well, I'll have the last laugh. And I dumped out in the middle of the ring 12 empty boxes of X-Lax. Everybody in that building thought that I gave people cannolis with X-Lax. I started getting pelted with food, hot dogs, garbage, bottles, not bottles, plastic bottles, like water bottles. They didn't have glass. But I got pelted. And I left there, and I felt like a million dollars. I was like, wow, everybody fucking bought that hook, line, and sinker. So we go to intermission, and I'm near the front of the entrance, and this big motherfucking bodybuilder guy with, like, his 10-year-old son walks up to me. And the 10-year-old son is fat. And he had a soda in his hand or something else. And I have said this so many times in the past. Even though I sucked at what I did, I always took advice from Bobby Heenan and others. And Bobby Heenan always said, when you're in the role of manager, you act like it 24-7. And you do, you know, in real life what you think you would do and this and that. So I'm standing in the front and this bodybuilder comes up to me and goes, listen, I know this is, you know, a show and entertainment and that, but my my son ate a cannoli. You know, you, you please be honest with me. Tell me, did you really put X-Lax in the cannolis? My immediate reaction, I swear on a stack of Bibles, uh, but what came into my head was Bobby Heenan's comment that, you, you know, you play along with it. So I looked at the kid. He had a soda in his hand, and I said to the father, I said, look, even if I tell you that I didn't, your son is drinking a soda. It looks like he ate three hot dogs. He might have stomach pains later on anyway. So no matter what answer I tell you, if he has the runs later from eating a bunch of stuff tonight, you're not going to believe me one way or the other. This guy turned beet red like he was going to beat the living shit out of me. And then I realized I'm going to get my ass kicked. So I said to him, I said, do you really think I would give kids x Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I know I told the story about Mario when I was a kid, but I was 15 years old at that time. I mean, now I'm in my 30s doing this. I'm like, you really think I would give the kid X-Lax? And then the father was cool. He's like, all right. He's like, look, I'm just like, but you know what? If I would have told that father, yeah, I gave you son X-Lax, I deserve to get punched right in the face. Dude, you should have looked at your watch and say, how you feeling? oh man you don't understand i felt like a million dollars dropping those empty boxes of x-lax but you know when when that guy i realized very heelish though but you were healing it up yeah but i also realized you know what yeah i'm not gonna get punched in the face and have broken teeth over and stuff like that and i and i kind of felt bad for the kid but the kid he was fat I mean, look, I'm I'm fat also. I mean, I I'm now I'm down to two sixty five, but you know, at that time I was probably two eighty five, two ninety. So who am I to talk about it? But it was a little kid, and I'm looking at him, and he's like, "Did you put X lax in the cannolis?" And I'm like, "Your son looks like he had three hot dogs already." So even if I tell you I didn't, if he has the runs later, you're not going to believe me. That's still very heelish. But oh. do, you, do you think? Do you think that's what Devin did? He was too heelish and wasn't. 
he, he lost his head a little bit. He just he was in the in the moment in the character and wasn't thinking. Would you give him that? Yeah, possibly. I just yeah. you know in this day and age though, I just you know would I, I didn't think it was appropriate to spit. No, no, it wasn't appropriate. But I'm saying, do you think he got lost in his head in the character? Oh, sure, sure. I think he right, just right, right. You know, yeah, and but you know I. I give him. You said all, yourself, he's not a bad guy. You saw him. You heard. He apologized. Yeah, he's not. I, he's, he's not. He's not an asshole. I mean, he he made a mistake, and you know, we never heard it. We never heard of him before, but now we know him now, and I guess we'll be monitoring his behavior, uh, see if he has any other incidents. But clearly, that's uh, not a good kind of publicity. But now we all know who he is. Yeah, I mean, now you know? if I was him, the following week for that local promotion, I would you know. go out there and I would cut a promo and not you know, take back his apology, but I would, you know, go along with it if I was him and just say, you know, in this day and age, you know, I, I have to apologize because that's the right thing to do and this and that. So technically you're taking right. back your apology, but not taking back your apology. And I think that because a lot of people were like, oh, he's a heel. He should have stood a heel and he, uh, he didn't have to apologize, stuff like that. Me personally, I think I, w- I would have immediately wouldn't have even thought twice. I would have wailed on that motherfucker. No, I agree with you. And actually, uh, maybe segue into another story that's getting a lot of traction. And I know you're blocked from one particular party, yeah. so you weren't able to you weren't able to see it. But actually, did you wind up seeing uh, Cody Rhodes' response because it was tagged and put all over the yes, place? Or? Yes. Okay, I, so you got to see it. Okay. Yeah, and I saw the photos of his face. And why don't you take the helm and basically paint the picture of basically what's yeah, going down? Not, let, let me let me paint let me paint this let me paint this picture of. Uh, uh, former WCW, uh, I guess we superstar, if you want to call him that, Disco Inferno, mm-hmm. Glenn Gilberti, who also has a podcast. Uh, pretty much anybody who listens to our podcast knows he has a podcast, which is a controversial kind of guy, would you say, uh, DT? Yeah. Very opinionated. I'm a fan, very, of, I'm a fan okay, of his yeah, work. Very, very opinionated. Uh, friend of Vince Russo. He, you know, he does, I don't know if does he still do the show with Conan or he does his own thing. I know he's doing stuff with Kevin Gill and Conan for a while. Um, but Glenn Gilbert, basically, this is a tweet. This had nothing to do with the podcast. There's a twit, a Twitter remark that he made, and I'll read it. Uh, a lot of you guys have seen it. Some of you haven't. Uh, and he said, nobody knows how to work in quotations anymore. Well, tell before, not to interrupt you, but oh, wait, tell well, everybody why he, said, why he said it. Yeah, right. Because uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, had a, a big laceration, uh, from this past, uh, weekend. He had a show and Cody Rhodes was, was cut open, uh, pretty badly. And Cody Rhodes put some pictures on there with kind of a smirk on his face, I guess badge of honor or whatever. Hey, this is what I got to do. I'm making a name for myself out there. Uh, and, uh, what's his name also, uh, Offspray. Uh, was also uh, almost seriously hurt uh, this weekend for uh, in a move that was on the ring apron where he almost jacked up his neck. He fell on his head. And there was just some things that went on this weekend. Uh, guys really going all out. And Dis- uh, Disco Inferno, Glenn Gilberti, I guess thinking that what are these guys doing, uh, you know, risking their health and lives to get a Dave Meltzer-like pop on social media. So Glenn Gilberti basically said, um, summarizing what he's been seeing uh, with some of these, uh, some were injuries and some were possible injuries. Nobody knows how to work in quotations anymore with the word work. They would rather kill each other to get a D- Dave Meltzer to put their match over. That is a problem that needs to be put front and center. Guys are going to keep get- getting hurt. That's it. Now, I don't see that as really lightning fodder for people to come after him. And what did he really say? I, you know, DT, as I read it a couple of times and throughout the day, I really didn't think Glenn said anything that horrible. Like he wasn't targeting anybody. Well, he was targeting Meltzer, but certainly didn't go after Cody, didn't go after Offspray. 
Um, and here's Cody Rhodes' response to Disco Inferno, Glenn Gilberti on Twitter. Stop. You know nothing. You have drawn zero dollars. No fan has ever left the show thinking about you. You were lucky to be a juiced up double lifer, in quotes, over with the boys type in an era where you hid in plain sight, coasting on other success. You couldn't hang then. Can't get booked now. Wow. Pretty harsh. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty harsh. Um, and now if you're asking if Glenn Gilberti Disco Inferno replied on Twitter, no, actually he said, Glenn said as of uh, late this afternoon, he will respond on his podcast. Right. Oh, well, so what's your take on that? Uh, whose side you, you defend? Or what do you agree and disagree with with that? Because didn't, uh, wasn't there like a lot of back and forth with Joey Numbers and Cody Rhodes also? Yeah, there was a lot of, yeah, and I apologize to, to our buddy Mish uh, who's listening because I, sometimes they do a conquistador's uh, DT. I don't know who's on the soup thing. Even though M- Mish and Joey clearly do have different forms of writing, it's, but you know, soup is shared by, by mutual guys. Uh, and I think Joey Numbers got into it with Cody. Cody responded. Um, you know, I, I, my opinion of it is I didn't think, uh, Disco said anything so bad. I didn't, you know, I think, you know, I think he saw it as not that he's better. Yeah, he's made like he's this great worker and stuff from yesteryear. I, listen, I used to watch WCW too. I, Disco Inferno was a gimmicky guy. I don't rem- I remember his matches with Jacqueline. I don't, you know, I don't really remember him having any three star matches, let alone five, but he's been in the business a long time. And I'll agree, I think it was Joey Numbers who said uh, Glenn Gilberti, Disco Inferno, probably forgot more about wrestling in the last 25 years than some of the people who are commenting. I that's I would agree with that. Uh, he knows the business and stuff. And sometimes, DT, do you have to be a big superstar to have an opinion if you were even behind this Brooklyn brawler? Does, Brooke, does Steve Lombardi know a lot about the business? He wasn't a big superstar, but he certainly worked the back and he was around for a long time. I value Steve Lombardi's opinion. He wasn't world champion. I mean, is this is what we're basing it on, DT? Is this why everybody kind of dogpiled on Glenn Gilberti on Disco Inferno because he was that character and they don't see him as a major superstar? Well, I, I when I see people gang up on Glenn Gilberti, the first thing I do before I even, you know, allow their comments to penetrate uh-huh. is I click on their link to see how old they are okay. right? because you got to understand something. WCW closed down in 2001. That was 17 years ago. So a wrestling fan now, because the average age of the people that are ganging up on Glenn Gilberti are in their twenties. All right. So basically when WCW went down, they were either not born or may have just been, you know, literally six, seven, eight years old at the most. All right. So they didn't follow Disco Inferno's career. They didn't, you know, work in the business. So I look at it like this. Disco Inferno has every right to his express his opinion. I agree. The, the comment that he didn't draw nothing in this and that, you know, I don't like using baseball analogies, but there are, you know, big time baseball managers that are successful that sucked in Major League Baseball. All right. There are people who have been phenomenal movie critics that never starred in a movie. So yeah. just because someone draws or didn't draw doesn't mean that their comment or their opinion is less credible. 
personally, I think Cody Rhodes using the shot, you know, you didn't draw nobody, so who do you to talk? I, I think that is naive, stupid, and ridiculous. It doesn't matter if it's Disco Inferno or fucking, you know. Brooklyn Brawler. It doesn't matter who it is. Oh, you yeah. know, drawing and not drawing doesn't mean that you have a lot of intelligence. Without picking any names, I invite anybody, go watch uh, The Weakest Link and watch some wrestlers appear on there. I mean, honestly, I thought third graders had a better education than some people. Just because you're talented right. in the ropes. I know what you're talking about. Just mm-hmm. because you're talented in the ropes doesn't mean that you could that you can answer 45 times 45 off the top you know you know what i mean like so just because you're great in the ring doesn't mean that you understand business and logic and everything like that and i just yeah. think it's it's a it's a cheap shot to use that like is that the best offense you have you didn't draw so shut the fuck up how's yeah. about explaining why you disagree with his thing. You know, that's the problem these days, like the Andre the Giant comment from earlier. I Mm -hmm. went on Solo Monster's page and I wrote to this person. I said, you know, the fact that you wrote this publicly, you expressed an opinion, so I'm expressing mine. And I basically said, I said, you number one, you, you're not even looking at Andre the Giant's first two decades in wrestling. You're basing his career on the fact that he was age 37 at the time. So you looked at the twilight of his career after he was an extra 150 pounds, after he was physically incapable, and you turn around and you write, he's underrated. There, I said it. All this post was to interpret it in simple English is... Hey, everybody, look at me. I need attention. I got to feel wanted on social media. So I write outlandish, ridiculous things because I want to spark a response. Whether it sounds absolutely retarded and I belong in a home, or maybe I got hit upside the head or got dropped on my head at birth, you know, or maybe I have brain cancer or something like that and I can't even come. Maybe I never even graduated kindergarten. People just write things because they want attention. And instead, and when I said what I said, you know what his answer was? Oh, you see, you're triggered. Yeah, and I'm like, what? What do you mean I'm triggered? The <laughs> fact that you don't like my response, he, you understand what I'm saying? Like the exactly. the answers that people give, and that's why I even ripped WWE. And I had this debate with Mish on Breakfast Soup. You know, when WWE turned around and changed their mind about Moolah with the Battle Royal, I turned around and said, WWE's biggest mistake obviously was naming the Battle Royal after in the first place. But what they also made a mistake was they never explained to anybody why they made this decision in the first place. Stephanie Triple H, nobody ever, you know, sat down and said, look, blah, 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 blah. I know that there's rumors of this and I don't know there's claims like this. And I even heard that sweet Georgia Brown's son is now defending Moolah. And there's more people now that were in the business. Yeah, I got, I saw, I saw a ton of it. I couldn't believe this this might this might trigger talk about trigger DT a mass apology from a lot of yeah. different sides because boy did a lot of people come out in droves a uh, well talk, we can we'll talk talk about it a little bit but go ahead I'll, I'll yeah I'll so, the, so but thing. the bottom line is is that people never bother to actually explain their feelings about something like that like when this Matarats brought up Andre the Giant saying he was underrated there I said it. You know, you're just making a general statement and you're just trying to draw attention. And that's what happens all over social media. And, you know, at least you may not agree with what Disco Inferno said. And I'm not 
taking Disco Inferno's side because Cody Rhodes blocked me. I could care less about that. <laughs> in fact, I find it fucking hilarious that he was that triggered because I said that his girlfriend or his wife or fiance, whoever the fuck she was his at wife. the time, oh, I God. said that she wasn't ready for primetime on TV. She was greener than grass. Yeah, but I no. said it in a respectful way, and he didn't like, I don't give a fuck. Fine. I, I worry about me, my family, my friends, you know, everybody in my inner circle, and that's it. You know, right. but the but the bottom line is even if you disagree with what Disco Inferno said, the reason why I have the most respect for what he said is because he explained why he said it. You didn't have to agree with what he said, but he basically explained his reasoning. Whether you agree with it or not, he actually gave his reasons. Cody did not give a reason. He, all his ammunition was was what a, a typical internet jerk says. Oh, you're triggered. Oh, you're stupid. Oh, you never drew. You were never in the business. You never wrestled. You never drew a dime. You never did this. So you basically are putting someone down because they're not on the level of success as, as you are. And like I said, there are a shitload of people in wrestling right now. I'm telling you. 90% of my listeners out there, 90% of your listeners, 90% of all our listeners out there, I guarantee you have a higher IQ than half of the wrestling locker room. All right, because wrestling is their life. So fuck educate. Look at blogs. Look at comments. Look at people when they post contests. Look at professional websites that are writing these columns. They don't even know how to fucking use grammar or capital letters. Like the idiot that did the interview with Darren Young. His real name is Fred Dro uh, Drosser or whatever it is. And they said that they were interviewing. I swear on a stack of Bibles. It's still up there now. The person wrote that he had the pleasure of interviewing Darren Young, also known as Fred Drosser. Now, I know on the surface, some people may not think there's anything wrong with that, but you're taking a character name and saying also known as his real life name. You understand? Well, you flip that, you flip, when you do an introduction, you flip that around. The, yeah, I mean, it's just the grammar these days is just piss poor because people just don't. And I understand on Twitter, you abbreviate things. You use some slang. I use the number four instead of the word F O R because well, yeah, you have limit. Well, you have limited, you know, characters that, yeah. you, can, that you can put up there. Yeah. yeah. So again, it, at the end of the day, it's just the bottom line is is that you know just people like to use these insults and put people down as their justification or their ammunition. And at the end of the day, when you look at that, to me, that just is naive, stupid, ignorant. It's bush league. It's cheap. And it just shows that you really have no argument. No, it's true. And, and you know, if listen, and Glenn took quite a beating on social media from this. But there were some people, like I said, Joey from Soup, Draper as well, and a bunch of other people who, uh, you know, went, went at it, I guess, not just with Cody, but with the Cody backers and the New Japan fans and stuff. And I give those guys credit. They do not back down. Our, our, our brethren, they do not. Uh, they go all in when they got they are going to get their point across and they are not going to waver. Uh, and I and I can respect that. Uh, and of both sides. Listen, Glenn has showed people like, oh, this Conferno had no comeback. Yeah, listen, he's going to save it for his podcast. I'm curious. And listen, it's going to generate some attention to his podcast now. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to I'm going to be listening. And for the record, I don't agree. Completely with this going far enough. No, no, I don't. I don't like. I don't agree with either side. But Cody came at him so hard, basically. And Cody actually put a follow up uh, tweet, DT, saying he didn't take any pleasure in wiping out Disco's career. 
like well, in one tweet. Yeah, look, I mean, that was that was even more harsh. You know, any fans of Cody Rhodes are going to eat it up. Any yeah. fans of Bullet Club are going to love it. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, like I, you know, like I said, and I think I've said it at the end of the day, take a shot every time I said that tonight, you'll be drunk. Jesus. But I think what it comes down to is this. All right. Wrestling has changed over the last 20 years. It certainly right? has. I don't like one bit. You know, this whole thing with Joey Ryan and people doing suplexes because of his penis. It is the most dumbest, retarded thing I've yeah. ever seen. And Mick Foley tried to justify it in a tweet. And look, Mick Foley is is my favorite person online. I absolutely just, just really appreciate everything that he does, you know, for charity and everything else. And I disagree with what he said, but at least... He explained why he felt, you know, it's entertainment, right. this and that. If the fans are popping and they're cheering and they're laughing, then, mm-hmm. you know, what do you, what could you say? I mean, it's a form of entertainment. So wrestling has changed from 20 years ago. All right. But at the end of the day, I said that again. Motherfucker, how did I always say that? That's I'm not going to say that no more. No more. If, every time I say that from now on, I give away a free shirt or a video first person. Oh, that, we'll, yeah, be out, we'll be no out of more. Business. No more. I'll never say that again. The, the oh, bottom line God. is this. You know, a wrestling, in my opinion, with this, you know, the dick suplexes and all that other stuff, yeah, you might draw 200. You might draw 400. You might have other stars on the card where you draw 500 or 600, maybe 1,000. But the business is not going to change to the point where you're going to sell out 50,000-seat arenas because a guy picks up someone and he starts doing Rockabye Baby. I mean, there's a reason why we all shit on when Santino Morella was doing the Cobra. And no offense to anybody out there. And and I'm saying this with all all due respect to you. For everybody out there that is speaking out and defending Cody Rhodes and defending Joey Ryan and stuff like that, you motherfuckers also thought that it was absolutely appalling to see Santino Morella doing his fucking Cobra thing and thinking that his hand is moving in a way that he can't control it and this, this and that and fucking, come on, you can't bitch about Santino Morella and then love Joey Ryan you know, because you like Joey Ryan. If it's stupid one way, it's stupid the other way. But the reason why I don't say anything is because if that's what the people want to see and they're cheering and they're enjoying it, then, hey, so be it. But for me as a wrestling fan, I wouldn't pay to see that. No, you're right. I mean, so we'll see what I, but you know, I'm definitely, you know, you're curious to hear uh, Disco's retort, huh? Yeah, I, but I still, again, if, if anybody in the business is going to respond to any, you know, accusation at all, how's about having a defense, you know, instead of just trying to have cheap offense? Cody Rhodes didn't defend his current work or getting split upside the head or getting kicked in the face with Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay, or other people getting injured, this and that. He had no defense for it. His defense was cheap offense towards Disco Inferno. And again, this is what WWE did with the Moolah thing. Instead of having a defense and explaining their actions, instead, oh, the WWE Universe spoke out and they had the voice and this and that. And you realize that 98% of the people that spoke out fucking did it on hearsay. And now you got more people defending Moolah than are ripping her. Yeah, and, and most of the people who said stuff about her are deceased. Yeah. And we, we can't dig them up. Hearsay. And what they said. It's, hearsay. It's, it's hearsay. Um, just uh, because it goes in, you know, it's part of what 
sparked Glenn Gilberti's tweet. Uh, Will Ospreay, uh, I always have a hard time pronouncing Ospreay, uh, revealed on Twitter that he might not be able to make it to New Orleans for WrestleMania 34 weekend festivities due to the injury. Ospreay has been dealing with neck issues, which were probably exasperated by the bump he took on Sunday's NJPW Genesis event. He tweeted, hey, guys, I'm OK, but I might not be fit to compete for NOLA. I'll update you once I know more. So that's where he stands right now. See, it, look, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay, others that do get injured from time to time. Are they doing extra flips? Absolutely. Are they doing mm-hmm. more high-risk moves? Absolutely. But that was being said about CZW 15 years ago. That was being said about other promotions, that they're taking a little bit uh, a step further. That DT, just, it was said about the Cruiserweights at WCW back in the day. said about the Cruiserweights. They were yeah. saying it about the X Division. The X Division, oh, everybody's more concerned about doing a high spot than actually performing in the ring. I mean, right. and Disco Inferno worked for TNA during that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I I take Disco Inferno's side because he had the balls to explain why he felt that way. Everybody else just had the cheap, hey, you never drew nothing, so who the fuck are you to say something? They, they jumped on Cody's on Cody's tagline of, you know, never drew zero dollars, and they went with it and said, yeah, look at this guy. And they put, like, dopey clips of him getting hit with chair by, you know, luchadors and stuff like that. You can't sum sum up a guy's career in the business with you know with a couple of gimmicky matches. He's done a lot more, and like I said, he's been a behind the scenes guy, like a Steve Lombardi. Like, and you got to respect those guys, man. They're around for a long time for a reason. Yeah. But let, let Cody and and Disco hash it out. Who knows? Maybe they'll get a phone call between each other and squash it. What's you know what I mean? What's funny about a lot of these insecure people in wrestling is that they will usually respond to people that have the blue check mark next to their name on Twitter. Oh, yeah. If oh, you yeah. don't have the blue check mark, they could give a flying fuck about what you say. But if you have a blue check mark next to you that you committed fucking sacrilege, you, you did something sacrilegious uh, online. Yeah. And honestly, when I see people that only respond to others who have a blue check mark, I'm like, you know what? You're an insecure but fucking dope and i don't pay no mind it's true it's it's just another form of white knighting yeah really when you think it's really it, what yeah. it is that's really what yep. it is and mm-hmm. um i don't think some people realize how ridiculously stupid they come off online and yeah you might be in a bully club or a different club yeah you might perform like like a superstar yeah you might have a big following right now but once you leave those ropes you expose that for the most part your, you know, greatness is in that ring. But you leave that ring, I don't think you could even sell anyone a used car. Good point. You know, I don't even think they could get a fucking high school GED. I think the whole tone today is is a lack of respect for anybody, you know, even if they have a history. And like I said, you know, you remember DT years ago when being a veteran or being in the business a long time in any business used to mean something. Yeah. Now, now they make like it's nothing. You know, it doesn't mean oh, I'm, I'm doing this 30 years. So what? Like, you know, just, just a lack of respect. Mm-hmm. Just, it's a, and it's a big problem. Yeah. Um, I'm curious what your res- your remarks are about this. Stephanie McMahon did an interview. Mm-hmm. Jinder Mahal was brought up. Oh, they God. called it the Jinder Mahal experiment. <sighs> Stephanie says, and I quote, I think his championship run was incredibly interesting and successful to our global audience and not just to India. If he became a bit of a hero in India as a result, well, that is awesome too. Jinder, of course, is playing the antagonist here in the United States. 
I think he was received as a homecoming hero, hero when he performed live in India. And whenever there is a local star, there is significance to the audience there. Our audience is so much bigger. It is global. So we have to entertain everyone. So people jumped all over that because she basically said the Jinder Mahal experiment was a success. I read that article and I agree with Jinder Mahal. I don't think his title run was a failure. I think if you look at Jinder Mahal from the time he came back to WWE and where he is now, he is credible in the ring. He is not embarrassing. I don't look at him in the ring and and see Maven when I see him standing next to Evolution. I don't look at him in the ring and think that's Dana Brooks standing next to Oscar. He he has a presence. He has improved drastically. And I think Jinder Mahal has done fine. The only problem I had with this interview was that it was done with the Times of India. So right. what the fuck is Stephanie going to say? If she turned around and says, you know, it was a disappointment. Could you imagine what fu- India would fucking want to behead her? It was disappointing. It was disappointing. I, I felt like I was reading an article of an interview done by Hillary Clinton. She, it's another wax work, dude, as they call it. It's a big whitewash wax work where it depends on who you're interviewing for, and you put you put it over as best you can, and hope the readers buy it. Yeah, you know, I, I mean? just I, I'm I'm so as much as people were annoyed and fed up with that phrase that I said tonight, which I will not repeat because then I have to give away a t-shirt or a oh, video. You mean, at, you mean at the end of the night? Uh, no, I actually didn't say that. I actually, <laughs> I use a different time of the 24 hour uh, period at the end of, at the, at the end of pre-dawn. Yeah. But <laughs> as much as people were fed up at that phrase, I'm fed up with the softball bullshit interviews yeah. where nobody challenges anyone, even that nonsense. And I, I defended, um, the, the, the interviewers that did the interview with Ronda Rousey when they asked her, do you think, oh, do you think in time that you would return to you to the MMA? And she's like, I can't go back in time. And I'm, and I'm like, wait a minute. What the guy was saying is, you know, would you go back in time in the future? Would you go, Kev, would you go back to the future? Yeah. Would you go back? And she's like, um, I don't have the capability to go back in time. I thought I was watching like Porky's. I mean, like, like she can't be that brain dead and, and just, but again, like no, nobody like took a step back. She was, she was very passive aggressive in that. Yeah. It's just, you know, Go back and say, okay, I, I don't think you understood what I meant. What I meant is, is that in the future, would you consider going back to MMA? And then you see what her, what her answer is. But instead, it's like nobody fucking has balls to just... I have no problem with Mike Golick for, for people that are saying no, that. I don't. But I, again, I look at the Stephanie interview, the Triple H and others, and people are just more enamored with having the opportunity of interviewing someone instead of just having the balls and having a good interview. Yeah, I, I don't even understand the point of it, really, because there's really nothing to it. And once you read it, you feel like you wasted your time reading it. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, but, there's nothing nothing revealing there at all. Absolutely. Um, by the way, for those that live in the Chicago area, I sent this to Mish earlier, but I know we do have a lot of listeners in the Chicago area. We this weekend, uh, at the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, CM Punk and Batista will be there signing autographs and taking pictures. If you, if you want some information, go to www.c2e2, that's the number two, dot com. 
I mean, the prices vary. Uh, CM Punk's is very reasonable. 40 bucks for an autograph. 40 bucks for a Polaroid is a little bit steep, but that's not, you know, that bad. No. Batista autographs are 60 bucks. Photo ops is 70. They mm-hmm. have some other things, you know, other deals going on over there. And they are having multiple autograph signings with both of them. So uh, you might want to check it out. And I do know some people that are actually going to this thing. I tell you, I would go if I was there. Those are two guys I would mind uh, meeting and stuff like that, especially Batista and uh, CM Punk Rare, to, to get them like that together in the same place. Absolutely. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Uh, this past week, they had the red carpet, uh, the ceremony, the preview for the Andre the Giant documentary that's going to be yes. debuting on HBO on April 10th. Yeah. WWE was there. Hulk Hogan was there. WWE went out of their way to tell TMZ and others that, look, you know, no, nothing is, you know, coming up with Hulk Hogan and us. There's no appearances. He's not involved in any WWE events. Like, right. They were just paranoid at getting any negative backlash from it, which I just oh, think yeah. is ridiculous. Seriously. Yep. But someone who did have an issue with it is superstar Billy Graham. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems, like, seems like every couple of months he comes up here, DT. Would you like for me to read what he said this time? I would because I have not heard this yet. Yeah, it, it disappoints me. Any longtime listener knows Billy Graham was one of my favorites growing up. Yeah, he was. My first ever website, uh, WrestleGuide.com. Anyone who goes to Wayback Machine, go to Wrestling-News.com or WrestleGuide.com. Go back to, uh, what, 2000, and look at the website. Mm-hmm. Superstar Billy Graham was the first person that I put in my banner. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruiser Brody was in there, Ric Flair, a few others, Morocco. But anyway, Billy Graham says, and I quote, <coughs> it's okay, title of the article is, Hulk Hogan is dead. Oh, he says, and I quote, as far as the WWE is concerned anyway, Hulk Hogan is dead. Take a good look on the face of Triple H at the Andre documentary premiere last Thursday in L.A. that was produced by HBO. Hogan is seen here pleading his case to Triple H, but his words are falling on deaf ears. The WWE has released a statement that, despite Hogan being at the Andre the Giant HBO premiere, he has no dates booked with their company. Hogan himself told TMZ at the L.A. airport on arrival for the special that he will not be at WrestleMania in New Orleans. Hogan has also brought up the Mark Henry remark, quote, that Hogan needs to apologize to everyone in the WWE locker room. Hogan states that he can't remember seeing Mark Henry say this, but I remember reading those exact words last week on a quote from Mark Henry. Hogan then said, I agree with Mark Henry. Mark is my boy. Wrong words to use, Hulk, in this PC culture as a black man. He is not your boy. So as far as I could see, Hogan will never be back with the WWE in any capacity. He is just too toxic. I agree with one of my Facebook fans who suggested William Regal to be the new SmackDown GM. A real gentleman with class. I have had some very nice conversations with Regal and find him very articulate, just the opposite of Hogan. The latest I read about the Cena versus Undertaker fiasco is creative has suggested keeping Undertaker off the last Raw show, which is tomorrow night. He wrote this two days ago, obviously. Then at Mania, have Cena sitting in a chair with fans and have the Undertaker come out and call Cena to the ring for a match. This just may be the single most lame way to present the match that involves the dead man ever. 
Plus, Cena has stated that he will not be involved in WWE for at least the next three-plus months because he has two movies to make back-to-back. So, will the WWE have The Undertaker laid down for Cena, a man who is a part-time employee? Great way to end the career of 53-year-old Mark Calloway. So, obviously, he not only had words to say about Hogan, but he gave his two cents on the Cena-Undertaker match. Uh, not actually, DT. I'll be honest with you. I, I wasn't hating what you said. I mean, <laughs> actually, it was, it, was, it was pretty articulate. It wasn't, uh, you know, it was it was pretty uh, on point. I I think he's right. Hogan might be too toxic. He says the wrong thing, and we all know. We all say, "Oh, that's my boy." We all say that from being Spanish guys to black guys to white Italian guys. My boy. It's not. I know Graham knows what he meant, but it's true. Hogan can just be a little bit too toxic. So I don't I don't uh, dispute that at all. Um, and I think his analogy of some other things were pretty on point. I think I hope that's not what they do. Undertaker goes to the ring and says, "Get in here! I want to have a match." I hope he just attacks Cena at random at ringside. Well, but yeah. um, not not bad. I didn't think uh, usually superstar Billy Graham says some outrageous stuff. I I don't think there was anything too crazy there. What I what I don't like about some of the things with WWE, especially today, was um, Cena is very happy to be just a fan at WrestleMania, but then cuts a promo on how unhappy he is. Then you have Nia Jax saying that, I'm happy with myself, and I'm happy with who I am. But then she's upset because of, you know know what I mean? Like, I'm happy, but I'm crying. I'm happy, but I'm complaining. DT, I I live my life that way every day. (laughs) But DT, by the way, what did you think of the blubber comment uh, from... uh, uh, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James clowning her weight again and really going there. I don't you know. I, it's, um, no, but did you, did, did you think, you know, going for the, the fat, the cheap fat joke? What would you think about I'm that? I'm indifferent about it because yeah. a long time ago, there's a clip on YouTube. Tracks has up, by the way. Make sure you check out TV Tracks' channel on YouTube. Absolutely. Clips of our show and, and a lot of other shows as well. You know, a long time ago, I said that WWE is going to humanize Nia Jax and mm-hmm. show that she's accepted and this, this and that. And, and it's, you know, it's just I'm indifferent about the whole thing about blubber and stuff like that because I think Nia Jax is a beautiful woman. She's she is. She's a she's a really good looking woman. She is. I mean, facially, the hair, the, the, her friend, the eyes. Her, she's a good looking woman. But they did go there, her and Mickey James. And listen, Mickey James on the receiving end of that years ago is Piggy James. Yeah. So, I mean, but it, I thought it was interesting that they did go there tonight. They were like blubbery. Mm. Speaking of blubbery. And I was like, wow, they're, they're going there with that. Because look, but because DT, look what Nia Jax posted a couple of months ago about the locker room making fun of her. Yeah, Remember it's, that? It's right. But the some of the more successful storylines is where you don't you, you think the line is is blurred. Right, and right, right. Just like when Roman Reigns cut that promo that time that, you know, he's shooting. You know, (laughs) some people thought it was great because he sounded like he blurred the line. And that's what he's he's trying to do. So I'm not knocking Roman Reigns for doing that. But um, eh, you know what? It wasn't too long ago. Alexa Bliss was doing a storyline that Mickey James was too old. Yeah, it's true. You know, so, you know, we had Piggy James, then, uh, you know, two old Mickey James, and now Blubber Lang. I mean, (laughs) you know, it's whatever. I'm just indifferent to it. I think Nia Jax is a beautiful woman. I think the locker room doesn't do that because if the locker room really did that, I could just see WWE saying we will not accept, you know, behavior or treatment of any of our stars like that. And I think something would have been done about it. 
you know, you you see how WWE gets o- uber sensitive about, you know, little things with even John Cena now, you know, him with the towel, you know, talking right. about that we all should be together. And then he makes the comment today that WrestleMania is not, you know, determined based on gender. Yes, it is. Yeah, yes, it, it is. is. Yeah. If 90% of the, you know, fans want to see the male wrestlers over the female wrestlers, yes, it is gender. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, there's there's cheerleaders that are mostly female and male. There are professions out there that are male dominant and there are professions that are female dominant. And there are some professions out there. And I'm not just talking about regular work in office. I'm just saying there's other professions out there where it can be mostly women with some men or mostly men with some women. There is nothing wrong with that. You can't force equality as far as gender goes in every aspect of life. It just doesn't work that way. You know, but WWE wants to force a certain narrative that everything is 50-50, you know, from booking to, you know, the the wrestlers and the matches. I said this six months ago. Don't be surprised if you have, you know, up to four women's matches on this card, maybe even more down the line. You know, but... You know, again, it's just I'm indifferent to it. You know, it's they're trying to blur the line, and I don't know. I just I had I it, it's entertainment. At the end of ooh, I almost said it. It's entertainment. Mm, oh, I almost, I said, almost it. said it. I almost said, it, but you didn't say it. No, I didn't say it. So. Uh, DT, what do you think about this whole thing? People are talking about this online. When are they going to address? Page not working or taking any physical contact, and that she's basically the female Mr. Fuji at this point. When she gets an update on her neck and an MRI in the next month or two, is she helping these other two girls by accompanying them to the ring? DT, is this necessary? They have to change the music. I've been saying this for a while now. They need Mm -hmm. to change the music. Every time I hear the beginning of that music, Mm -hmm. I expect page to be performing and the fans have that immediate reaction that is page's music they need to change the theme music i mean look with wrestlemania here there are going to be some swerves there are going to be some splits there are going to be some changes so it is possible that you know page may split with absolution i don't know um, I know that there's a lot of people that really thought we were going to have Bailey versus Sasha Banks in a match at WrestleMania. And I mean, how many fucking weeks now are we seeing them argue in the locker room, in the ring? You know, this is yeah. and that. I mean, you know, it, it, they're not having a match. They maybe they'll try to squeeze it in. But to that storyline is going nowhere. No, it's going nowhere at all. I mean, they're arguing. This, how many fucking weeks in a row are you going to keep doing that? I, why? Because they're going to brawl with each other? And the Andre, what are they going to do, eliminate each other? Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. But Well, um, speaking of Paige, she started up a little bit of, I wouldn't say controversy, but started up a little bit of a storm, so to speak. Did you hear about this, DT, today? Uh, on her Instagram, she had put a picture that James Storm, uh, former TNA Impact talent, was backstage at tonight's Raw in Atlanta, Georgia. Then the Instagram got removed from Paige's feed, leading many to speculate that they WWE asked her to take it down because they wanted to keep it a secret that Storm was there. Uh, there's a good chance he was just visiting because he was seen wearing a backstage pass sticker. And if he's a talent, usually he wouldn't have to wear something like that. But uh, the door was open for Storm to come back. So who knows? Maybe he was there visiting people or perhaps he's there to meet with uh, the higher ups and uh, make a comeback it's here. Possible. But James, James Storm was there. I saw the picture before it was deleted and it made it circulated around. But Paige was the one who actually posted it. You want to 
Look who's here at Raw, James Storm. I'll tell you my opinion on that. First off, Mm -hmm. I I will say this. I've seen some recent photos of James Storm, and he looks like he is in fucking phenomenal shape. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you ask my interpretation of that immediately, my immediate reaction, because I didn't know about this beforehand, but my immediate reaction is this. NXT is having an event this weekend. Okay. Maybe James Storm is going to appear at NXT and it's supposed to be a surprise and they didn't want that surprise to be blown by having Paige show a photo that he was backstage with WWE. If right. James Storm debuts this weekend, I think that was designed strictly to say we don't want any rumors of him appearing on NXT or WWE right. or whatever. If he doesn't appear this weekend, then I'm curious why they would make her take it down. But my immediate reaction is maybe he is going to do something with WWE and they don't want to ruin the surprise. Yeah, it could be. And, of course, we know he made a cup of coffee appearance, what, just about two years ago, DT? A little mm-hmm. less? Yeah. Uh, and he opted to go back to Impact, which he eventually left again, <laughs> which was strange. We all thought that was weird, like that he didn't stay because all of his talk about his boys, AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, all his good friends are here at this point, And this is the place to be. Uh, so, yeah, I wonder if he was maybe there visiting friends, Atlanta. Maybe he's got some family there as a southern guy. Uh, who knows? You know, but uh, like I said, they, they took it down. You know, Paige, it figures who would be the one to do that and get in a little bit of trouble Typical page. You know what I mean? My my feeling about James Storm from a couple of years ago is you look at the way that they handled Austin Aries. Right. Austin Aries was the former TNA guy at that time that was probably going to get the most attention. And he ended up having a match with Neville at Mania. Didn't even make the DVD. So I am wondering if WWE at that time basically just said, look, You know, we don't have any plans for you right now to, you know, get a title or do this or do that. And he probably felt, look, you know, maybe this is not the the best opportune time for me to be in this company with Nakamura being developed, uh, with Sami Zayn coming up right. to the main roster and Kevin Owens and AJ Styles. He probably would have been and, lost uh, in the Bobby, Bobby, yeah, Bobby Roode on SmackDown and like all his former compatriots. Yeah, I mean, uh, would you uh, Storm is, uh, would you say he's in his prime, a little late in the prime, would you say? He's late in his prime, but, yeah. you know, for the level of work that he would need to do, he doesn't mm. have to do the level of you know, the work that caused the controversy with Cody Rhodes and Disco Inferno. True. And also, once again, he can keep his name. Yeah. That's yeah true. He can keep his name. Also, just a little, uh, you know, not major news, DT, but WWE decided on uh, just basically calling uh, Trevor Mann Ricochet. They're going to mm-hmm. go with his name, Ricochet. They uploaded a new video to their YouTube channel that featured his new name, and they've changed it officially on WWE.com profile. So he will be just Ricochet, no more Trevor Mann. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what people know him as. I think Trevor Mann, well, you know, call him Ricochet. What's you, could the even use, you could even use Ricochet as a nickname. Yeah, what do you think, DT? Is promising this guy? I mean, I've yeah, seen a lot of his work yeah. and stuff. You think he's going to be a major player for NXT? Uh, yeah, yeah, I really Oof. do. I think the fans, you know, the NXT fan base is different than the WWE fan base, Uh, the main roster fan base. I mean, look, a lot of people listening do watch both products. You know, we do as well. But for the most part, the fan base, the hardcore fan base for NXT is somewhat different. Um, There's a reason why some people that have been tremendously over in NXT sometimes doesn't you know, work out the same way in the main roster and vice versa. There have yeah. been wrestlers, you know, even look at Elias. 
Elias wasn't widely fucking accepted in NXT. I mean, he was decent, but you didn't have people thinking that this was the next big superstar that's going to make it and stuff like that. In fact, I remember people saying, you know, why did they bring up Elias, uh, the drifter? I mean, a lot of people yeah. didn't, you know, didn't see it. But, you know, I take pride in you and I from day one fucking loved it. Oh, we saw it. And, and honestly, DT, you know what I'm thinking, too? If he finally does make his way to the roster, maybe, you know, it could the same could work out for a guy like maybe No Way Jose, who, you know, maybe on the main roster can do that conga thing and really get people going. Because it seems that he's kind of run his course in NXT. You know what I mean? Like maybe he'll get brought up. You know, in the draft, I'm thinking of who they're going to bring up to the main roster. And I was thinking about him. And I was thinking about some other people that maybe – you know, NXT, they've they done their little stint there, but maybe they could do better things, you know, with a gimmick uh, like a singing or a dancing would go over better on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, you know, look, DeAndre to join Memorial Battle Royal would be a good idea to maybe put two, three, four guys that are in NXT right now just to see how the crowd reacts to them, just to see what kind of buzz that they have outside of NXT and to see how they look in the ring. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And uh, DT, the people would be like, what? You guys have not even covered the story waiting to the tail end of the show about the big return of one of the biggest female superstars of all time? Who are you talking about? Rosa Mendez is returning uh, to the ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote online, you know, look, uh, God bless her. She's got a she kid. Looks good. She looks, she looks good. good. She you looks good. She looks good. She looks hot. She needs money. She wants a payday. She wants to get involved in wrestling and try. And and look, it might actually be a good time because of the added attention to women's wrestling. But the one thing you just got to look back at, and this is no disrespect to her in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I've defended her many times. You did. You did defend her. I defended her. That was a a tough defense. Yeah, I defend her a shitload. But. You know, when I think of Rosa Mendez, I don't think of tremendous ability. And I don't even know she would even get the attention of uh, Dana Brooke. And I swear in a stack of Bibles, I'm not saying this to sound like an absolute asshole right now. And I know it sounds fucked up, but, you know, sometimes we say what a lot of people are thinking. Rosa Mendez, you know, she has a career in WWE. She left on good terms. But you look at her ability, it was never all that spectacular. She was always a a valet, a dancer. She would do some wrestling here and there. And unlike Dana Brooke, she doesn't have a guy that passed away and she's dedicating this to and this, this and that. She is a mom and she's trying to get back into wrestling. I don't know how far that's going to take her because she never had a plethora of ability. I mean, we've been still waiting for Caitlin to come back to the main roster. And who looks, who looks damn good, but Rosa Mendez and shout out to, again, our uh, friend, Jason Solomon, uh, who had a great, uh, quote on uh you know very simply said when uh she was retiring from the ring and jason says retiring from what yeah and i just thought it was funny and she was in the company 10 years and he kept saying 10 years and what really what what did she do i mean props for keeping a job that long and i agree with him on that and i think you agree too dt good good nice stint you know good well, good long stint but what did she really do and did she even get 
better? Did she leave better than when she entered as a rookie? She, I, I don't think she really did, DT. You know, not everybody can be champion. No, and, champion, you know, DT. Could she even? Well, work? she was on Total Divas, and she, you know, yeah. she did do a couple of things. But you know, if you look at this battle royal that they're doing at WrestleMania, they only announced like eight women. So there are uh-huh. a lot. There, I mean, there's. Twice as many spots. I don't know how many people they're going to have in this battle royal exactly, but there is a shitload of spots that were never announced. It's very hard to do a prediction a prediction for either one of these battle royals because right. two-thirds of the people, we don't even know who's in there. We have to guess. Well, but- DT, we, what, do you think they're going to do? Well, listen, the Royal Rumble, there was a lot of surprises, but do, is WWE going to rehash this or are they going to bring in some new people? Maybe a Tessa Blanchard, Both. maybe a Both. maybe a Rosa Mendez, maybe a, yeah, maybe a Santana Garrett or God willing, I love her. Uh, but yeah, so you th- they're not going to just, oh, here comes Trish again, here comes Lita again. You think they're going to do that again? Oh, they're going to do a little of both. I think we'll have yeah. a surprise here or two, and I think we'll see a few people, you know, tested on the main roster. And, you know, since this is WrestleMania, I mean, you know, this is a nice little payday, and it's a nice appearance to be on, even if you're only there for, you know, 45 seconds in the ring. That's true. That's a good point. Rosa Mendes could be training just to be in this WrestleMania Battle Royal and then, you know, cross her fingers and see if she gets called back again. Well, I, I noticed, like I said, she she looks good. I'll give her credit. Yeah, She's kind of her. reinvented her look. She looks pretty damn good. You, you know, know, but body, yeah. no, I, look, I'm not saying that Jason said this or anybody else, but for everybody out there that cracked jokes about her first time around, don't you dare turn around and fucking praise the possibility of her coming back now. Just because <laughs> but I just she looks thought good. I retired from white. I just yeah, thought it was well, funny. You know, and, it was, and also it was like two years ago at this point, but it was just I just stuck in my head. It was yeah, just funny. You know. I see what's going on now, and I watched the promo about Oscar again from from that female with that annoying voice from fucking that ID channel or whatever. Now uh, I realize it's uh, definitely her. It is her. You think from, so? Yeah, from what was it, Brain Dead Women or did, what was that TV show? <laughs> no, no. What was the name of that TV show? It's, it's something Brain women. Dead women. It's, <laughs> it's it's like evil women or something like that. Okay, I don't remember I'm, the name, I'm, but. I'm, 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 Chat rooms. Anybody know the name of the, the woman revenge show on the on the network? I think it's I like evil that. women or something like that. Oh, no, Dangerous it's not, women. It's not brain dead women. Uh, eh, anybody that follows <laughs> that is brain dead. Seriously. But next on brain dead women. Yeah, but you know oh, what? I I just I don't know. I mean, in this day and age, ten years ago, um, ten years ago it was everyone gets a trophy. You know, like everybody, you know, like nobody loses. Everybody gets a trophy. Now it feels like everybody makes history. Everybody sets a record in WWE. If you notice, like, I mean, in about five years, I think almost every single person on this roster is going to have some type of a WWE record. I mean, look at fucking Brian Myers. He They're doing a record now for him losing the most matches in a row. Every almost every single person is going to be in in a record. Roman Reigns is now next to names like Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels and Randy Orton, and it's a, it's no longer everybody gets a trophy. Now it's everybody gets a record. You're right, and Absolutely. I don't mean the one you play with a needle. I'm talking about in the record books. Five sure. years ago, five years from now, mark my words. You look at wrestling records in WWE. You already see it with New Day with the longest reigning chance. Soon as they fucking became the longest reigning chance, they took the belt off of them. Soon as Nikki Bella became the longest, chance, they took the belt off them. Right, they man. they wanted to fucking make all of the wrestlers today. Um, record holders, and, and that's that's what. And by the way, I gotta say this, and then we'll get into predictions and then wrap some stuff. Oh yeah, up. yeah that's right. Yeah, I 
actually like stumbled onto something on this week in wrestling history. And it's just a brainstorm thought that I had. I don't know if I just am sounding ridiculous or if I'm onto something or maybe it's just coincidence. But this week in history, Shawn Michaels retired, Ric Flair retired. And then I just had this weird brainstorm and I, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, is WWE, did they start a chain as far as wrestlers and retirement? Because right. what I mean by that is over the years, we've heard of wrestlers passing the torch. But is, is WWE started something now where they have a connecting chain when it comes to retirement? And what I mean by that is you had Shawn Michaels retire Ric Flair. Then yeah. you had Undertaker retire Shawn Michaels. Is John Cena going to be the one to retire Undertaker? And then is someone going to retire John Cena? Let's say Randy Orton or someone else. And then someone is going to retire. You, understand, you see where I'm going yeah, with this? Yeah. Yeah, that go. you, like someone is involved in a match of retiring someone and right. then being retired. Did I stumble onto something or am I just possibly grasping at straws right now? Because I have never read that anywhere. I've never heard anybody say that. I was just had this weird thought before. Like, I wonder if WWE is doing this little chain now. Like, okay, Undertaker, you retired, blah, 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 blah. So now we're going to blah, 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 retire you. It may not be this year. Yeah. But I, I wonder if that's something. Well, I don't know what you all think out you there. Might have, you, might have, you might have stumbled onto something. Yeah, I'm just curious. I don't know. Um, well, let me give some special shout outs to our associate producers, AKA the stockholders in what we do, yes. by the way, for everybody who is asking, uh, I plan on doing blah, 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 probably Thursday. I'm leaning towards Thursday. It's kind of difficult because tomorrow I got a full-time, uh, schedule at work. Then we got to do dark Chronicles tomorrow night. Wednesday, I got to mm -hmm. do breakfast soup with Mish. Um, Friday is going to be with family Saturday, hall of fame, Sunday, WrestleMania. So if I do it, it'll be Thursday, but I want to shout out our associate producers, Tyke Bowers, Diogo Nobre, John Krauser, Mitch Atkinson, Rich Diaz, Chad Davis, Jerry Stewart, Michael Westfall, Brandon Foley, Johnny Marin, Charles Lentz, Courtney Summers, John Stern, Tom Nelson, Carl Buto, aka cheese and rice, Carlito, Carlitos Ortiz Carrera the second. Hope you're feeling better. Simon Hoodie Hood, Hassan Al Hashmi, Brent Webster, Brandon Goins, Aaron Walker, Aaron Kloss, Anthony Hia, Anthony Smith, Jaron Bartolome, James Gruesome, Mark Israel, Matt Militia, Jeffrey Collins, Julian LeBlanc, Anthony Arado, Tim Everhart, Bob O'Mac, Sean DeMarsh, Lucia Dalban. And I will get into more shout outs a little bit later. I do want to plug a couple of pages and podcasts. Please check out, again, TV Tracks on YouTube. Rock Reviews have some very unique podcasts on YouTube as well. DJ Dells and his sneaker podcast. You can find him on YouTube under the name The Sneaker Addict. He also has a Patreon now. SubZeroComics.com for all. Thank you, Lee Sanders. Deadly Women. Deadly Women. That's right. That's right. Deadly Women. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. These are the, the, the they're bitches in in Braziers. You know, it's not, she sounds like a low budget. Who's that guy from the Knicks? Styling and profiling, you know, oh rejected. Who's the guy who did the Just for Men commercial with Keith Hernandez? 
know, the, uh, the, Walt, uh, Will Chamberlain. Walt, Walt Clyde Frazier. Oh, no, wait, 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 not Will Chamberlain. Walt Frazier. Yeah, Walt yeah. Clyde, Clyde, Clyde Frazier. Frazier yeah. She's like Walt Clyde Frazier. They're bimbos in bikinis. They're mm. killers with, with the clan. You know, like it's oh, it's yeah, got to be. Yeah. It sounds like a, a low budget Clyde Frazier. Deadly women. Deadly, Deadly women. women. I'm, I'm going to watch that after the show. Yeah. I'm going to go watch that on in-demand. So check out <laughs> SubZeroComics.com. Crisis in the Toyverse. They have a podcast under the name Undercover Capes. Mm-hmm. On eBay and Amazon, you got Your Best Bargains LLC, Skyhawks Wrestling Collectibles. I think he's changing his store name. I will definitely update everyone with that. And also, special shout out to one of our coolest friends of the show, Isaac Fox. He has his own website, blogging, talking about wrestling and others. Everyone check it out. It's IsaacFox.com, but it's spelled I-S-A-A-C-F-O-X-X.com. So definitely check check them out. You want to get in some WrestleMania predictions? Let's do it. We promised. All right. Uh, what, 14 matches? Obviously, oh, we're, we're only going to spend, you know, a minute or two on each one. Because okay, we, yeah. Yeah, we, we already went almost two hours, and we have a big week ahead. We do. Um, we but do. it's, mm. it's going to be cool. Uh, all right. No, in no particular order, Cruiserweight Championship, Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali. It's Cedric's time. Cedric Alexander. I agree with you, but I want to see Mustafa Ali get it. Oh, no, I like him better, but I just think it's Cedric's time. I, I want to see Cedric Alexander turn heel. I want one of them turn heel just so they're not always happy. Yeah, too much smiling. Too much smiling. This, this yeah, match should be sponsored by Crest, not by Snickers. Yeah, too right. much smiling. Mustafa Ali cut a very passionate promo online this week. I'm a big fan of Mustafa Ali. I would like to see him get it, not because of his, you know, descent as far as, you know, nationality or anything like that. I really like his work. And I think WWE would really, I give him major props if they would pull the trigger and give it to Mustafa Ali. I agree. So I'll, I'll go against the grain and I'll go with Mustafa Ali more because I'm rooting for him than in actuality of him actually getting it. Raw Tag Team Championship, The Bar versus Braun Strowman and a partner to be announced. I kind of agree with what you said before. Braun will you know, get a big pop and do a little destroying, but in the end, I think The Bar will pull it out. I don't see Braun, you know, no matter who his partner is, you know, lugging around those tag team titles. I think The Bar will, will retain. Yeah, I agree. I, I think no matter who, I, I nothing against Big Show, Mark Henry, or anyone else. No. I, I want it to be unique. I want it to be someone that we didn't expect. I think the fact that they, I look at it like this. The fact that they're not telling us until WrestleMania, it's going to be a big surprise. Yeah. It's not just going to, no disrespect to Big Show, it's not going to just be Big Show. It's not going to just be someone on the current roster. Maybe it's got to be someone who we haven't seen for a while, with the exception of Ray, because we've seen him recently. But I think it's going to be someone that we would not expect. But I he, think it's going to—I think it's going to be Gail Kim. <laughs> you know, I—you I, know what? Too bad Alexa Bliss has a match. I would have been curious to see them actually go with the mixed match challenge tag team. Yeah. But notice sure. how we don't have a mixed match tag team match on this event. Good. Yeah, yeah, not even yeah. one. But uh, what do you think? Speaking of mixed match challenge, you know, tomorrow's the finals. Bobby Roode and Charlotte versus Oscar and the Miz. Who are you going with? Is Charlotte allowed to wrestle tomorrow? Yeah, she's fine. Oh, she's going to be okay. Yeah, she just. I talked about this on Breakfast with Blossy. She had uh, surgery on her gums. 
She right. had stitches, and WWE wanted to just wait a week because she would have had a match last week, and God forbid, <laughs> stitches would have opened up. You know, you want to be as perfect as you possibly can for Mania, but she's good. Yeah, no, I, I tell you the truth, I kind of tuned out to the Mixed Match Challenge after Elias and Bailey were eliminated. I just didn't have that much interest. So it's what, Charlotte and Rude against uh, Alexa and Braun? No, Oscar and Miz. Oh, Oscar and Miz. Uh, I'll go with Oscar and Miz. Yeah, me too. I About six weeks ago, I said that I felt WWE ruined this Mixed Match Challenge. The matches are entertaining. And the pairings are interesting. Well, I saw and, the gold, the gold dust, you know, um, gold, rose gold. I mean, that was cute and everything. But I, other than that, I kind of lost interest. My problem with it was the stupid mistake that they made by going on social media and saying that Oscar's undefeated streak is also online in this mixed match challenge. Ridiculous. Come on, there is no fucking way that they're going to end that streak before mania by having yeah they even said you know they didn't even differentiate it by saying well if miz gets pinned and you know the streak is still intact no they just said very general her streak is on the line and the mix match challenged they lose her streak is over and i'm like man you just fucked up the outcome of this whole mix match well, challenge. they did actually i mean, think yeah, I mean really they really did i mean you know, I understand they're only getting, what, 70,000, 80,000 people on Facebook to watch this shit when it happens. But, you know, come on. Stop catering to the fucking children and the and the, the brain dead and the people that don't give a shit. Or, you know, how's about stimulating, you know, the, this, the suspension of disbelief and the unknown? I hate this fucking predictability shit. You know, sometimes some things you don't say generate more interest. You say yeah. too much. And you fucking kill the interest. So, SmackDown tag titles. Usos versus New Day versus Blungeon Brothers. I'm going to go with the Blungeon Brothers. Me too. Yeah. I think that just as the time to push them would be now. You know, when uh, WrestleMania would catapult them a little bit more. Look, the Usos and New Day are over enough. They need to keep pushing the Bludgeon Brothers if they're going to be taking as anything seriously. Yeah, I, I see the Bludgeon Brothers getting it, and I also see another tag team from NXT coming up to the main roster and possibly being the ones to <sighs> challenge Bludgeon mm -hmm. Brothers. Not necessarily at WrestleMania, but shortly thereafter. And I believe they're called the Authors of Pain. It's very possible. Mm-hmm. United States Championship, Randy Orton versus Bobby Roode versus Jinder Mahal versus Rusev. Uh, I will be taking a very long urination at that point. No. <laughs> um, I, I'm, uh, uh, let me see. Uh, I'm not going to – like I'm trying to stay away from who I want. Uh, makes sense to probably go with uh, Jinder Mahal. I got I, I got to be honest with you. Rusev mm -hmm. was my favorite to win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Right. Um, I'll tell you why I'll go with Rusev for this match. Rusev has been tremendously over with Rusev Day. Yeah. And week in and week out and week in and week out, he has gotten no big momentum on SmackDown. There's even been a lot of points where people have really wanted to cheer this guy and he was still healing it up. And if you just look at Rusev for the last two to three months after Rusev Day really took off, WWE has not done anything to really <laughs> no. elevate him or push him or, or give him some props for Rusev Day. So DT, you I don't think they like him. I'm not even uh, this. That's a shoot comment. I don't think they like him. I don't think he has a, a, a 
called a pusher, a guy pushing him in the back. I, I, I don't like I said, until you get to shoot an interview, whether it's a high spots or Rob or whoever gets the interview down the road when they ultimately do go bye bye uh, and they speak the truth. We'll hear about it. But I don't think they like him. I just don't. I think. They recognize he's got some worth and value. It's a company. It's his business. But I don't think anybody's back there pushing for him. I think he has pissed them off and his wife has as well. And I think that's just my opinion. I think why are they not putting the, the gas behind him, DT? Why? Well, I, I look, they, there obviously was some issues and we talked about it on this show. Yeah, tremendously. we have. Right. I mean, when they went on TMZ and revealed the engagement ring right smack in the middle of the storyline where Rusev and Lana were not getting along. I mean, that was as bad as the Bellas when they were feuding, you should have died in the womb. And meanwhile, they're in oh, fucking geez. California having dinner together in exactly a fucking, right. get the fuck out of here. So, <laughs> you should have died in the womb. Yeah. Now. I mean that whole storyline, but you know, the problem <clears throat> is, is that, you know, Rusev and Lana are not banging John Cena. So they're not going to get the, uh, but I think enough time has gone by and Rusev, I think he comes off as likable. I don't know how people feel behind the scenes, but I don't get that aura at all negative about him. I want to see him rewarded. I want to see no, him no, get no. the United States title. So, no, so people even clear, even anybody listening, I'm talking about the people in the back who make the decision, guys. I'm not talking about the locker room or us as fans or the critics. I'm talking about the people who make the decisions to put the gas behind you and, and give you the push, whether it's a Roman Reigns push or a – Bobby Roode push or whatever kind of push you want to get. Why does Rusev always just seem to not get it? And and then he's off TV sometimes mysteriously for no reason. Momentum. He's not on the show. I, I don't get it. And and quite honestly, you know, if you want to even go to Elias, I, I think I'm not saying Elias is cooled off, but they're, they're not. Uh, Rusev's one of the most over guys on that show. Elias is one of the most over guys on the Raw show. There should be more. Like I said, I'm using the word gas. Put a push behind these two on both shows. Those are two guys who are selling merch and they, they're getting fan responses. I don't know. Are they waiting for something? I don't know. Well, I, I think Elias, you know, not everybody could get a big push leading into WrestleMania. I think they're waiting until after WrestleMania to really start launching Elias. So I have I, I I'm actually happy with the way that they're treating Elias right now. Yeah. Because if they would have blown their load already going into WrestleMania, then he would have had no momentum because he's going to have the leapfrog, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, True. Finn right. Balor, The Miz, uh, Seth Rollins, too many people to leapfrog. So take your time with Elias. Uh, Rusev, I just think it's momentum. I mean, I don't think that it's just because of being over because I've brought this up many times and it triggered some people listening, No, you know, mm. with all due respect, you know, Ty Dillinger. You know, the oh, whole, God, if yeah. you you cut his hands off and he can't do that ten thing, ten. oh, there's nothing know, there. There's yeah. nothing there. I mean, you know, the crowd chants ten with him, ten, ten. What the fuck is ten about him? What, what really? <laughs> What's his shoe size? He's a he's a great wrestler. He is, but, and he's a hell of a nice guy, from what I hear. But uh, really, there's, I mean, it's interesting. He's got a catchphrase and a slogan. But nothing else going the, there, and it's a strange. It's a strange situation that he's in. The only thing you know? ten about him is his shoe size. I, there, there's nothing. Huh. I mean, you know, he's the perfect ten, and it's kind of funny because the announcer, if you really want to be a dick about it, he actually uh -huh. does say it in a question mark. Yeah, you know, he's the perfect ten. Like, 
Really? You know, he's, he's not. But because the whole arena goes 10, 10, 10, 10. I, I said this since I was a kid. It's Do- strange. Yeah. If you have a connection with the crowd, you could be fucking doink the goddamn clown. And fucking if you get that crowd to chant with you. Oh, my God, he's over. Give him a title belt. Hey, it's the, the crowd is just. Chant the ten. What yeah, else? It's just, it's just it's just the ten. It's different because you could say, well, Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes. Daniel Bryan is over the fan. The fans have a connection to Daniel Bryan. They have a connection to some of these other guys who they chant. You know what for Steve Austin? You can't even remotely. Not saying anybody remotely put him in that category, but people will say, "What well, isn't that? What it's about, guys? A, a big catchphrase? People yelling it back at you? That's get that gets you over." Yeah. yeah, but when was the last time you saw anybody have a Ty Dillinger shirt or have a sign for Ty Dillinger? Exactly. And for you yeah. scholars in the chat room writing ten years, ten years, ten years, the casual wrestling fan hears he's the perfect ten, yeah, ten, yeah. ten, ten. Don't, don't fucking give me fucking detailed explanations because <laughs> everybody in the audience you know you know you're not going to be able to tell every single person in the audience well you need to understand you know you do understand what 10 years means and this and that you know you got to go by the fucking casual wrestling fan of course I know. he's not you a perfect 10 he's a great wrestler but he's not a perfect 10 you know so anyway um so i'm going with rusev okay uh <laughs> miz versus rollins versus finn balor for the ic championship I'm going to go with Finn Balor, and I'm going to say because I think Rollins is going to smack down from all the rumors I'm hearing. You know what? I uh, think Finn Balor is tremendously over. I think WWE has noticed that for quite some time. I think it's time for Finn Balor to have a title, and I don't see it happening with the Universal Championship right now. Yeah, me either. Mm -hmm. I personally would rather see Miz retain but it just kind of feels like maybe there should be a change so I'll go with Finn Balor I mean especially that he lost tonight makes me feel that okay you took a little attention off of him I'll go with Finn Balor as well yep Finn Balor but I I would prefer Miz Uh, and I like and I like Finn's new gimmick 11 11 11 (laughs) Did you hear that stupid nonsense going around that Stephanie pondered about having him gay be gay? I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I I thought that was like fake fake news. (laughs) They wanted him to be a homosexual character. Uh, (laughs) Oh, boy. WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. So far, we only have about seven people uh, officially in it. So let's just say fucking any woman except for the championship women are in this thing. Oh, God. I don't even know. that. Jeez. Uh, I don't even really know, DT. Like, I did this, so there's not really enough in there because it could be an outsider. That, I mean, I'll just be taking a, a wild guess. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Is, the, sure. is the trophy taller than Bailey? I mean, not for <laughs> nothing. I, I know the trophy is huge. Taller than Sasha Banks. Did, did anybody ever, like, put the trophy, like, on the mat in the ring and put them next to each other? Do we even know if some of these women can lift it? And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I'm not kidding. I mean... It's a big trophy. It's a goddamn gigantic trophy. I mean, I I just... I'm wondering who the hell's going to carry this thing. 
Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Well, maybe Bailey's boyfriend. <laughs> oh, Mr. Bailey. Maybe Mr. <laughs> Bailey could be in it. He can carry it. He's carrying the bags. Uh, you know, he can carry the trophy, too. Well, Mr. Bailey. Not, let's not trigger him. Let's not trigger him. Yeah. Well, who do you think is going to win the vagina trophy, as some people call it? <laughs> I hope an outsider. I swear to God, I hope a Tessa Blanchard or a Santana Garrett or someone. I'm, I'm seriously going with an outsider. That's my answer. A, a surprise, uh, a surprisee from NXT or an outsider. If Becky Lynch doesn't turn heel, I want to see her get it. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm starting to like Becky Lynch. I, I, her new leotard thing that she's wearing is interesting. I mean, she's I, I like Becky Lynch. Another one who I don't get why they don't see in her what we all do and what we all expect from her as one of the horsewomen. But then again, Bailey is one of the horsewomen. Look how they treat her. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Becky Lynch or, or an outsider. Like I said, I don't know. I've been seeing Tessa Blanchard in all these training videos. She looks tremendous. So maybe maybe she's training for the fucking Battle Royal. I don't know. Mm, I don't know if the you know, unless she's from New Orleans, I don't see like the, the I don't think they're bringing, that, bringing some independence in from the women's club. Yeah, the, but I don't see the crowd. I don't see them going bananas for someone like her to win the whole thing. You know, she could be in it, but as far as winning it, it's got to be someone. Uh, yeah, you're right. You know what, DT, now that you put it that way, I'll go with uh, Becky Lynch. Yeah, I mean, Becky Lynch seems like she's been on the back burner for the last fucking Lord knows how long. So, you know what? It'd be a nice little reminder rub. Okay. That's what I call it, the reminder rub. Like, you know, re- hey, just I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm yeah. still here, and I'm still pretty established. And I think next week is the anniversary of the WWE signed her. Is it? Wow. Yeah. Uh, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Oh, God. Ah, uh, jeez. If Elias is in it, I'd like to see Elias win it. Um, if, you know, uh, again, uh, someone who has upside potential. I You know, the last couple of years... Mojo Raleigh and Baron Corbin to me did not live up remotely to the and maybe that's a dumb thing for me to say. Were they supposed to live up to anything winning the Andre the Giant <laughs> Memorial Battle Royal? Mm. Uh, I'll go with Elias. If Elias is in it, I'll go with him. If he's, I don't, I don't know if he's officially in it. So is it? Is he? Is have they named everybody? They haven't. No, nah, they've only named like seven, eight people. I that's mean, what I'm saying. It's so hard to do that on based on that. That's not even half the the lineup. You, we're going. You, we're going on a, a quarter and a half lineup. Well, just based on the whole roster, I'm going to go with Dolph Ziggler because I just really Dolph you know, Ziggler because. I thought the, that surprises me. I thought the whole storyline of them allowing him in the Royal Rumble was one of the dumbest shit around. And I am a huge Dolph Ziggler fan, but the story yeah, but he line, continues to flop. I, mean, I know, but, there's, there's, there's no exit ramp off this road. It's I know, but like, how dumb does it look that he won the United States Championship and relinquished that, but he's excited oh. about winning an Andre the Giant trophy? I don't think they like him in the back. You know what I mean? I just, I, th- there's got to be some payoff for Dolph Ziggler, in my opinion. So I got to go. Hey, no, Ben from G-Town, go look on YouTube. Sir, just type in Don Tony Dolph Ziggler. I mean, I've defended it. The only time I've really ripped him is him going with that fucking, you know, slob, uh, you know, patatas, patatas, that Greek fucking chick, whatever her name is. Is she Greek? I don't know what she is, you know. I, I used to know this guy. His last name is Varazopoulos. Uh, he just sounds uh, Greek, you know, patatas, uh, potatoes. I, that's the only mistake he made. Him okay. and fucking Enzo going out with these whack jobs. Yeah. Okay. You know, so. All right. So that's uh, okay. I'm going to go with Dolph. I'll uh, go with Elias if he's in it. Okay. Uh, women's title, Alexa Bliss versus Naya. I don't. I, I, I To me, it's a foregone conclusion they're going to give it to Naya. If they don't, that's shocking to me. So I'm going to say Naya. 
But if Alexa retains, boy, does she have a big fucking backer in that in that behind that curtain because they just seem to like to have her have that belt. You but know, I'll go. I'm going to go with Nia. I go one step back for a minute, and I was thinking who could be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Also, he hasn't been announced, but he could very well be in it. And if he mm-hmm. is in it, maybe he'll win it. What if Big Cass wins it? Big Cass, yeah, he's uh, like I said. I they said in May he'll be clear, but maybe he's cleared now. Yeah, it's possible. So a big cast that yeah. could be a big deal. Yeah, cast could make an appearance. Yeah, um, women's tie. I'll go with Nia. Okay, there, there's got to be a major payoff for her. There has I mean, to be. You know, all this screaming and crying and you know fat shaming and yeah. you know, you know it's just it's got to be a payoff. She's got to get that title. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to see any DQ clusterfuck this and that. If yeah. you want to do a swerve after she wins it, fine. But um, I I think she's got to get that title. I don't even think okay. it's a question. Yep. Um, in fact, just a little of an opinion for those who are going to be part of the Patreon predictions contest. If you're going to go with confidence points, you probably should consider Nia as being one of the top <laughs> yeah. confidence points. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte versus Asuka. Charlotte. Really? You think I'm not, gonna- I'm not even being the people say oh, he's being a dick. No, Charlotte. I'm, 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 I think it's too far gone that Asuka has to win. I think Charlotte beats her. And uh, and I think they continue. Uh, and uh, Oscar goes over to SmackDown during a new draft, or actually gets traded, or something like that. They continue a feud. This is not a one and done. This is going to be a series between the two best. I, and I think Charlotte wins. I like Oscar remaining on SmackDown, and maybe as a result, you bring someone to Raw. Maybe you put Becky Lynch on Raw. Who knows? Um, yeah. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, Asuka. I think WWE is being way too predictable here. They got that fucking, you know, th- that that idiot from Deadly Women doing all these commentaries. <laughs> I, could, I could just picture her in the WWE offices right now. You know, they, look, you know, we need you to redub this. But you now oh also have to include, you know... That she's SmackDown Women's Champion and this oh is that. God. You know, I could just hear this, you know, this woman doing recaps about Asuka. So I'm going to go with Asuka. Okay. Um, Undertaker versus John Cena. You know, like we said earlier, this may end up just being a schmoz. It may not even be an official match. I mean, if right. Undertaker comes out and confronts John Cena, which is happening, is John Cena in storyline going to be content of just whipping out ass, or does it have to be an official match? My prediction is John Cena is sitting. He probably has good seats because, you know, he's got uh, connections. So he has good seats. I'd say second row, probably first row. He goes to the back to get a soda for the kid next to him because he's John Cena and he's a good guy. And Undertaker attacks him at the concession stand, and it becomes an old-fashioned Memphis-style concession stand match. You think he'll? They'll probably, I'm not even joking. I'm, they'll, I'm being they'll, serious. They'll probably seat him with uh, JJ's family or you know some Make a Wish kids. DT <laughs> can't see him. Anybody want anything? You know, the, you know, we're talking about the future Hall of Famer JJ, whatever his name is, and we're not talking no, no, about no, good no. times. Dynamite! No, no, but DT, can you picture him like them actually focusing where he's actually at ringside, acting like a fan? Like I'm going. Anybody want anything? Or you want a pretzel? <laughs> All right, and then he goes there. He's carrying stuff back. Another take of snuffs him out. How fuck? I think that would be great, man. Oh, my God. That would be so funny. I just picture Taker coming out with the bike 
And, yeah. you know, the old school theme, I think the crowd, they need the crowd erupting. It's got to be more grandiose. Is yeah, him attacking Cena with a pretzel, I don't think. It would be funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? It would be funny, but I, I don't oh, see the God. major buzz. Or they could even go one step further and Cena goes to the concession stand and, and Undertaker is behind the counter, the, you oh, know, serving the food. <laughs> Uh, oh my god but yeah like uh i I think i agree with you dt i think it's going to be a a thing right he's at ringside there's the bike he comes down drives around the ring maybe pulls cena out from the crowd uh they go and and it's a brawl it's not an official match dt what about that not even an official sanctioned match or something like that where no one really loses so to speak it's possible but i think if there's going to be a match with an actual result i got to go with undertaker yeah, Undertaker's going to beat his ass. There's yeah, no I mean, Cena needs a receipt for, you know, keep opening his mouth. I know Undertaker, quote-unquote, didn't answer his challenge and trolled right. the fans all these weeks. And trust me, in the next year or two, we'll probably have Undertaker show up after WrestleMania. You know, it's like... Oh, it's going to be a new thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, we were teased up until a week before, a week or two before WrestleMania. Now we don't know until the actual WrestleMania. You know, next time they're going to announce Taker after WrestleMania. So I, if there's an actual match, I'm going to go with Taker. Absolutely. Um, AJ Styles versus Nakamura. Again, I'm going to shock everybody. AJ Styles. Me too. Um, I'm not, I'm, I don't think Nakamura is getting it. I don't think so. I think, you know, with the whole Nakamura coming up to him, I'm going to get you. Be ready for not. Uh, that doesn't mean anything. I, I still, again, Nakamura is over, but AJ Styles is the workhorse of SmackDown. It is his show. He is the effing show of that show. Um, I, I just. Nakamura is great and everything. And listen, give the guy a tie. He won the world. Everyone's saying, but he won the Royal Rumble. You know, history says anything nine out of ten times. Yeah, exactly. No, I think, again, I'm sure right now everyone's like shaking their head at this. Like, these guys are. I I, I know I brought it up before, but I love these motherfuckers who talk about, well, history says this. But meanwhile, they think Andre the Giant's career started at WrestleMania (laughs) 3. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm I'm going to say uh, DT, but give your explanation of why you think AJ Styles and not it's 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 still not Nakamura time in your opinion. Even though Nakamura's English has improved, I just can't picture, you know, Nakamura and Oscar both being on SmackDown. Can you imagine them if they have dueling promos? Yeah. I it's not racial before it's anybody not. says anything. It's, just, it's, it's common sense and it's promos and they're representing the company. It's not going to happen. Why? They let them you, both win at the Royal Rumble. This is not the Royal Rumble. You, this is WrestleMania. Kev, how many times yeah. have we seen? Not racial. How many times have we seen a major title change happen in WrestleMania? And then the next day they're on Good Morning America. Fox News, CNN. Every time, every time. Every time. You put Asuka and Shinsuke on fucking Fox News. So how did you do uh, I beat AJ Styles. <laughs> you know, you this can't carry so a conversation. This sounds, this sounds worse to people that were trying to No, but to that's really things. what's going to happen. You I, know? Get I get it. I get it. I mean, and, and listen, people have to understand that. It is a, it's a PR business move, and you got to be on the next day. And, and listen, it'll be one or the other. If Oscar, I'll say this. If Oscar wins, Nakamura's not winning it, too. Yeah. So why can't two Japanese? It's not racial. It's because it doesn't make good business sense. That's why. Yeah, no. And, 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 and not for nothing, anybody's going to dispute that AJ Styles doesn't deserve to fucking win. Look, really? Is that really an issue? Before the Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble match was great. It was. Shinsuke was. winning was great. It told the story. He performed. He deserved it. I have no problem with it. 
AJ Styles and Nakamura are going to tear the house down. All right, but if you look at AJ, uh, at Nakamura's momentum leading into the Royal Rumble, and you look at his momentum after the Royal Rumble, if you take away that Royal Rumble, and I want everybody to seriously listen to what I'm saying, you take away that Royal Rumble win by Nakamura, you would have 95% of wrestling fans right now saying, the fuck is WWE doing to Nakamura? The fuck? He's not doing nothing. He's he's on TV. He's, he's, what the fuck are they doing? It's just, he doesn't feel like he's on, on any momentum right now. Yeah. And personally, I just think maybe down the line, you give him the title. But for now, I got to go with AJ Styles retaining. I agree. I just again look I look Roman Reigns will get to that match next I guess mm-hmm. but you know it, this isn't the only championship match that's going to be on the line so you know we may have Roman Reigns on a news broadcast the following day which Correct. I will bank on it you will mm-hmm. definitely see that um you know just I I go with AJ Styles I still yep. go with that me too uh let's go to the other title match Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns uh, I think it's a no-brainer that Reigns is going to win. I don't even, you know, it's not because of Lesnar leaving or whatever. I, it just Reigns has to get it at this point. They already have us, you know, it's already kind of leaked that his uh, uh, really first feud is probably going to be with Samoa Joe for the belt. Yeah. And look, you people out there that disagree with these predictions, sign up on Patreon, take part in the contest, and, yeah, you know, you go. go for some prize. You could even win cash. We got cash prizes there too, you know, right. have fun. But um, I, I, getting back to Brock versus Roman Reigns, I, I, I'm not looking forward to this match. I just, I'm a little uh, indifferent to Roman Reigns still. You know, I have no problem that they've fought at WrestleMania before because a lot of people have had multiple matches at WrestleMania course, yeah. against the same opponent. I just, you know, I, the whole storyline just didn't do it for me and. Roman Reigns, is he deserving to a certain extent? But there's a handful of other people I'll go with as well. You know, the one thing that I can almost guarantee is going to happen is not only is Roman Reigns going to win, but for everybody out there that thinks that Roman Reigns is all of a sudden going to get this tremendous crowd support and this, this, and that, you wait till the night after WrestleMania and you see what goes down. And what WWE is going to do to masquerade that quickly is they're going to have someone come out and attack Roman Reigns, in my opinion. maybe we don't, we, Well, we don't know. We just don't know. No, it's I mean, just, New, it, New Orleans it, is not like Chicago. It's not a notorious heel town. I, but there's going to be different people from out of town who are going to be dominating these arenas. So I, 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 we'll see what happens. I know? think EC3... I know a lot of people think Samoa Joe. One of those guys has to come out and attack this guy because I just I don't believe that Roman Reigns is going to have this major crowd support. Even if Brock Lesnar gives the middle finger and whips out his penis to the crowd at New Orleans, I just don't see... The, you know, the fans turning, you know, in a blink of an eye like this. WrestleMania is going to be the rabid fans, the hardcore of the hardcore. And I just think that the, the most hardcore fans out there are the most smartest. And I don't think a majority of them have enjoyed Roman Reigns for quite some time. And, you know, cutting a couple of, you know, promos that sound like they're, you know, clouding the line and Brock Lesnar being a part-time player. We knew fucking Brock Lesnar was a part-time player for the last five years. He's a part-time lover, too. For yeah, he's part-time everything. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, so all of a sudden, you're going to get full-time support? 
You know, he, it's, it's not going to happen. But in, uh, in, fa- in fairness, Reigns did uh, as good a job tonight as he could have for the go-home show. Yeah. And to give him, give him credit. Now, I do mean, you think there's any chance whatsoever that Paul Heyman turns on Brock Lesnar and joins up with Roman Reigns? Yes, I do, actually. Read in between I, the I, lines I, that... Yeah. You know, I heard, Paul Heyman. You know, I I I take note of little things, and I might be reading a little bit too much into it. But when he said that if Roman Reigns wins, this is the last time you will see Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman together at, on WWE television. Right. And I was like, well, you know what? If Roman Reigns wins and Paul Heyman joins up with Roman Reigns, you know, he's actually telling the truth, and they're still mm-hmm. on TV. And, uh, you know, for the people in the chat, they're like, hey, that's what I've been saying all along. Well, go get a fucking podcast or a blog and fucking tell the world. You know? <laughs> you know, yeah. And, 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 that's, oh my God. Tell know, the world. You know, we, we give predictions not based on how many people that could agree with us or say, yeah, man, I was thinking about that, too. Good. Tell, tell the world. Good. That's awesome. Seriously. Um, and I'm saying that. You know, joking around people in the chat right. room. I, every single one of you out there, I appreciate. I mean that. I mean, I, people in the chat room give it to me hard. I give it back a little bit too. But you know, look, I, I'm glad like minds think the same. I, I I think it's a possibility. I don't know how good it would be though. It'd be really interesting to hear how the crowd would eat up. Ro- you know, Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman in his corner. I don't know if the fans would actually. Accept that, especially if you have Samoa Joe, you know, coming mm. into the to fray or EC3. Wouldn't you rather see Paul Heyman with Samoa Joe? Uh, yeah, but like I said, uh, listen, the time that Paul Heyman turned on Brock and managed Big Show, so you never know. Yeah, so I don't know if people would buy into Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar splitting unless Brock Lesnar was the one to turn on Paul Heyman. Right, and look, Paul Barra turned on Undertaker for Mankind. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. We just won't see a powers and pain of pain and Mr. Fuji moment where, you know, all of a sudden Roman Reigns gets sympathetic and helps Paul Heyman up and walks up to the back and buys him a Coke. You know what no, I mean? It's, you're not going to see anything like that. So No, plus Paige is the new Mr. Fuji. Yeah. Um, two matches left. Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Stipulation, if Owens and Zayn win, they have their job back. I see them going to Raw, so um, I'm going to say they're going to – I say they win. Okay, I but, they, I, but they they wind up ultimately going. I just I'm hearing rampantly that um, you know it could be wrong or right that Rollins is a goner from Raw and is going to go to SmackDown, and uh, that's pre predetermined already. And that uh, Zayn and Owens are back to Raw. That's just what I'm hearing. But if it's even if it's not the case, I'm just going to go with the uh, uh, Zayn and Owens because it's too obvious for Daniel Bryan. And and if Shane is there, he eats the pin because Shane is. Not 100%. That's I, the story. I think Owens and Zayn could lose because it would make more sense for them to lose, be out of a job, and then Stephanie as a heel brings them on Raw. That could um, be true, too. Yeah. You know, but I feel that, you know what, as wonderful as a moment it would be for Daniel Bryan and sh- you know to get a win in his first match back, I would love WWE to have a set of balls and give it to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Me too. That's why I want to see that. I myself. would love them get a set of balls to do that. But honestly, I said this on Breakfast of Blasi. I close my eyes and I think about it in silence. How would the crowd react if Owens and Zayn won? And how would the crowd react if Owens and Zayn lost? And I just kind of feel that 
there would be a bigger reaction to have that many people chanting, na, 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 hey, hey, hey goodbye. Right. And yeah. they're gone from SmackDown. And then the following night after Raw, maybe Stephanie says that she brought these two in. So, you know, as much as I would rather see Daniel Bryan and Shane lose Makes at more Mania, sense. The other way, you know, yeah. it, to me, I kind of, you know, feel it that uh, WWE is a little too predictable at some sometimes. And I think Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon, you could just see the 24 and, the, you know, the comeback and, you know, ending their WWE Network special of Daniel Bryan's return. Yes. And it goes off the air with him winning at WrestleMania. I just see him winning. Okay. I, Just I because, you know, it's a... it's That's the, logical. You've made good logic. There. It's the okay. ultimate WWE feel-good moment. Yes! You know, he yeah. won. You know, fine. And finally, uh, Rowdy Ronda. What was it Ronda Rowdy? Ronda Rowdy. Ronda Rowdy. Ronda Rowdy. You know, ang- uh, angry Steph girl. Um, mm. And Kurt Angle versus Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. Ugh. You know, talk about people are ugh on the Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. My ugh match is uh, Ronda Rousey. Uh, from what I'm saying, Kurt Angle could barely walk. My God, did you see the way he threw himself out of the ring when Triple H hit him from behind? I thought he looked okay. Uh, he DT doesn't stand up straight. He walks like an old. He walks like George Burns. <laughs> well, something tells me. <laughs> something tells me he's in a whirlpool right now. You know? DT, he walks very similar to George Burns. Yeah. Um, Kurt Angle looks old. Uh, and he's he's very injured. Um, I, I it doesn't make sense for uh, I don't know if it's a feel good moment that R- R- Ronda gets the pin, but she pins Stephanie. That's going to be what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, I said this earlier tonight. Make Stephanie tap out. Yeah, I said this earlier tonight. You know, Triple H immediately threw uh, Chum and Bunker into the ocean. The fans ate it up, started chanting Ronda Rousey. So yep. Stephanie then throws a lure and they fucking swallow the hook. And while they're bleeding from swallowing the bait and the hook, here's Carnangle putting over Ronda Rousey is the next gigantic fucking, you know, the Babe Ruth of wrestling or, you know, the, the well, we can't call it Babe Ruth. Well, yeah, Babe could be a female's name. I, I Rowdy, at, Rowdy Ruth. Yeah, Rowdy Ruth. I, I look at it like well, Ronda Ruthsey. <laughs> Ronda Ruthsey. I, I look at it like this. The, the minute that Stephanie said that your first ever match is going to be a loss, to me, that just, yeah. you know, inked it. Ronda Rousey's winning. My favorite uh, quote the whole time is when they ask Triple H, why are we here? Because Kurt Eichel's an idiot. <laughs> That's my favorite quote. Yeah. That's why we're here, because Kurt Eichel is an idiot. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite quote. Uh, you know, they were emphasizing how stupid Kurt Eichel was, who started this whole thing, which I thought was almost like like kids on a playground kind of thing. Like Kurt Eichel did this. He created this whole thing. Um, but, yeah, the, the feel-good moment, if you want to call it that, has to be Ronda Putting Stephanie's submission or making a tap, you know, tap or pinning her clean. Could, it's it's got to be that. Could you imagine, even though she did not have a good week with interviews, could you imagine ESPN and major news outlets covering this match and Ronda lost? Oh, my God. You know what I mean? It just doesn't. It's not smart press for WWE. It really isn't. I think people are going to be very curious to see what she does. I think, um, you know, I said this a uh, couple of weeks ago. Ronda Rousey, whether it was with Dana Brooke on that cell phone video or if it was with uh, Absolution, you know, what I notice about Ronda Rousey is it, it's kind of like us. 
like you pick something up and you just throw it backwards and wherever it fucking lands, it lands. Right. That's what it seems like, you know, her work is. And I'm, I'm going to be very curious to see how smooth she is in the ring. You know, just mm-hmm. picking up Stephanie and just throwing it backwards wherever she fucking lands is it, it doesn't make you talented. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, I, I've said this repeatedly and I got to emphasize it. She's new. She's under a lot of pressure. So I give Ronda Rousey much more time to improve. But again, just because you were a fucking spectacular MMA fighter and the baddest woman on the planet doesn't mean that you could perform and suspend disbelief. That maybe she can perform at best when she's really breaking your goddamn arm or she's really dropping you on your head. But when you're only supposed to appear that you're doing it, she may fought all over the building so sure. you know we'll we'll see but you know i i think she's going to win um she's got to win by submission maybe we'll see the hokey dual double ankle lock where kurt angle's doing it to triple h and ronda rousey's doing a submission move to stephanie and you got stephanie and triple h at the same time tapping out like two fucking fish out of the water you know, <laughs> flapping around you know i quit it quit it quit it quit it quit no, that'll be good. So that's your WrestleMania predictions. We went long tonight, Jesus. Yeah. Burl Coombs Jr., Michael Cuomo, Steve Spiniak, Daniel Warren, Razorback Rob, Adam Demoy, Anna the Gay Banana, Brian Byrne, Rob McCabe, Spider Lewin, Marcus Antonius, Frank O'Shea, James Deal, Cress, CJ Uihara, Scott Woodford. Hope you're doing well, my friend. You know what I'm talking about. Toby DeShong, Jason Pratt, Josh Wilson, Mendingo Chamberlain, Billy Taylor, and Dan Hayes Valadez. Thank you for all of your support. They and the others are the reason why these shows are uh, free and available for everyone. And uh, they really tr- truly are uh, the the stockholders of our show. Everybody that's on Patreon, thank you so much for your support as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, without them, I honestly don't know if these shows would be going on right now. That's how much they help what we do. And of course, you know, believe me, everyone else listening, you could join up with the family as well. Patreon.com slash Don Tony, obviously. And again, it's not too late to get in on the WrestleMania predictions contest for this weekend. Yeah, no, join up. You can sign up now. You can sign up tomorrow. Tell a friend. Uh, and tomorrow uh, night, just to plug it quickly, Dark Chronicles with me and Trez uh, doing a pre-record tomorrow. It'll be posted up tomorrow before, well, around midnight, like we usually do. Yeah, midnight. And then, and then, uh, do you are you guys doing a breakfast soup this week? Obviously, yeah, we're yeah. doing breakfast soup on Wednesday. Uh, it'll be an interesting show. Very interesting. I mean, we'll we'll get into what goes down with SmackDown and a few other things. Uh, Mission and I have uh, have a lot of fun on there. Um, just to let everyone know, you know, I know that there's some other news tidbits out there about the Louisiana Boxing and Wrestling Commission banning moves yeah. and stuff like that. You know, with all due respect, we're going to cover that next week. And yeah, the I reason know. why is because, number one, with, you know, the, the, uh, with the exception of WrestleMania, you know, nobody out there is going to lose sleep if we don't cover rules and regulations for the state of Louisiana yeah. uh, next week we instead of this. Covered so, quite a bit tonight, you know, anyway. Plus, I actually did a lot of research about insurance and Louisiana, mm-hmm. and there's a little bit of a story behind why these moves are banned. I actually agree with Louisiana, but we'll get into that next week. And um, just a quick tidbit for those that are interested, as far as television goes, you got SmackDown on Tuesday. 
they're also going to air WrestleMania's greatest moments at 8 o'clock, I think on the USA Network, believe it or not. Oh, okay. Saturday at 10 o'clock, there's going to be a one-hour version of, a, of the Hall of Fame ceremony. Um, it's going to be mostly Goldberg and a few other highlights from the Hall of Fame. Sunday right. at 6 o'clock, they're going to air one of the two hours of the WrestleMania kickoff show. So I'm assuming both hours will be available on the network. I really don't feel like channel surfing from the USA Network to the network no. back forth. So I'm no. assuming both hours will be on the network. But if you don't have the WWE Network, you can go on the USA Network and watch uh, the first hour. Uh, actually, it'll be hour two. Because from 5 to 6 will be on the network. 6 to 7 will be at least on the USA Network. And then 7 o'clock is when WrestleMania starts. And... Uh, you know, we, we have a long Sunday ahead. We do. Yeah, Seven we do. to eight hours, and that's not even including the recap that uh, Soup and us will be doing immediately after. That's right. And then the regular Monday show. Yeah. Uh, after Raw, and Raw is always a big major deal after. It's, it's a big next seven, eight days. Yeah. And like I said, I think some people misinterpreted it. USA Network is only airing one of the two hours of the the kickoff show for WrestleMania. They're right. going to air the hour leading into WrestleMania. This way, they basically go off the air by saying, you know, WrestleMania now, go to WWE Network, sign up for free. And, you know. Exactly. I think I have to start setting up like 100 email addresses and keep getting a free month for WWE Network. They yeah. keep giving free fucking months to everyone else. And meanwhile, you know, we plug, we review, we comment, we critique, we we, you know, we plug, we recommend. And, you know, I ain't no fucking free membership. Not even for mm-hmm. a goddamn month. Let me cancel I'm, my membership. I'll keep using different email addresses every month. I keep getting months for free. Tell me Fuck about that it. shit. Yeah, high caliber in the chat, NXT predictions. Yeah, we're going until 4 o'clock in the morning. Sure. <laughs> you know, I hate to say it's it. Quarter to two, for God's Not sake. for nothing, but I've said this before. The audience, look up the audience of NXT compared to the main roster. About 10% of the fans watch NXT, if that. So, you know, we're not going to always cover a product where only 10% of the viewers. We try to cover content that almost every single person that's a wrestling fan covers. So if more people tune into NXT, we will talk about that more. And honestly, we'll probably talk about NXT on uh, Breakfast Soup Wednesday. In fact, I'm sure Mish will have some uh, comments on that as well. So you know, we'll talk about that on Patreon. Yeah, and I'll, and tomorrow uh, me and Trez will talk about SmackDown since it's the go-home show for, before WrestleMania. We'll definitely get into SmackDown tomorrow yeah. for Patreons. Yeah. And uh, Jay in the chat, yeah, I'm a sucker too. I've been paying for WWE Network since day one. I've been a yeah. subscriber since day fucking one. I've never got a free fucking goddamn thing there. Yeah. Did get a couple of legal letters, you know, many years ago, you know, for free. Uh, but, there you go. You know, <laughs> but it was signed by some random female Greek lawyer. It would have been cool if it would have been signed by Vince or Linda or, you know, hey, cut the shit out or we're going to sue you. And it was wasn't just, that uh, Greek girl that Dolph Ziggler went. <laughs> no, 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 no. This, this Greek girl, actually, okay. I had spoke to her, the WWE lawyer, and she actually was pretty cool. I, you, I think you told me about that when it happened, yeah. I yeah, she was, she was pretty cool. So Okay. All right, Kev, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, for Dark Chronicles for tomorrow. Once again, Patreon, sign up anytime. As little as $5, right, D.D.? Yep, little as 5 so, bucks. So check it out, and I'll catch Patreons tomorrow and catch you tomorrow, D.T., and everyone else, catch you after WrestleMania. All right, take care. Peace. 
All right, for everyone on the download, uh, don't forget, I did a three-hour broadcast of This Week in Wrestling History. It was absolutely loaded. For those listening live, you will have the opportunity to enjoy it now before I air it to the uh, main public. Obviously, again, Kevin and I will be back with the next installment of the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show one week from today, which will be Monday, April 9th. This Sunday, immediately after WrestleMania, about five minutes after, uh, we will be doing the WrestleMania recap with Soup, which will be a boatload of fun. Uh, that'll be available for everybody listening. And uh, it's, it's a few people asked during the show tonight, will the WrestleMania recap be part of Monday's DTKC show or will it be a separate download? The answer is it will be a separate download. Because quite honestly, it would be, you know, we, we I don't know how long Sunday's review is going to be. We have a lot of matches to get into, so it is going to take some time. And, you know, who knows what's going to go down on Monday. So honestly, I think, in fact, I know the WrestleMania recap will be its own separate download. So everyone, enjoy the rest of the week. A lot of stuff coming up. Those in the Chicago area, enjoy CM Punk and Batista. That looks like a lot of fun. And once again, for those listening live, stay tuned. You got This Week in Wrestling History right now. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, myhealthpolicy.com. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to myhealthpolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, myhealthpolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent, myhealthpolicy.com.